and listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Introducing Phantom of the Dark. Walk through my heaven with levitation from reefers drenching. Divas in E7 showboating her with Rugas. Flash mine, Bella Fonte Vigor. Escape for what it's worth as we confiscate your figures. Casanova Brown levitating jiggy in the shiggies. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips pos- uh, podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We are in the house uh, with the one and only Chris Lambert. What's going on, man? what's going on guys thanks for having me happy to be back oh man we happy to have you dog it, it feel like it's been too long but i feel like we at this point we have such a long roster of people we love that it's like mm. it's always feel like it's too long for somebody but i'm so glad uh we could get you back on the show man always. um you know of course people should know him from multiple guest appearances on this show i mean he's, he's helped us out so much with movie reviews and stuff um not to mention uh he has his own podcast the mundane festival yes, sir. which uh you know i mean you getting guests and stuff like you know what i'm saying like your profile is rising man you know you just never know you turn it on it's like hold up is odyssey on this joint what 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 is chris doing not not yet yet, (laughs) i I had a i had a close encounter with him uh in june i was i went to see a show at brooklyn bowl and uh i was hanging out with some friends and i got there early for dinner and uh he was doing sound check and i kind of wanted to say something to him but i you know i i didn't want to be too much of a stand Mm. so uh so i knew because i knew he was in a hurry and doing sound checks so i didn't want to be that dude well you know people never get the roses uh why they can still smell them so you just gotta let people know when you can now the last time chris was on the show was uh last year oh no no Probably earlier this earlier april. this year april 17th uh we love these hoes was that's right that episode that's right. um <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but since then he helped me review uh season two of better call Saul. yep um and uh we reviewed spotlight i mean we i mean he always helping us out man um, yeah and we bought him on just in time because i know a lot of people love to hear his commentary on black quarterbacks it's been a lot black quarterback happening it is that black right. quarterback news is, is popping right now i mean mm-hmm. i feel like this is gonna be a lit episode yeah, uh i said you got your music queued up uh yeah i got i got it i got it um black quarterbacks and black actors it's 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 really it's really popping <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and then of course uh we also have um you know to talk about chris's stand-up i mean because chris is also an extremely funny stand-up comedian man what what is he that is. what all you got going on right now uh that the people can come out and see you well right now this thursday for your fans in the baltimore dc area i'm headlining a show on september 8th uh at the 13.5 percent wine bar and i'm doing an hour i'm starting to uh put together uh my hour for uh, a stand-up album that i want to record by the end of next year so i'm uh in the embryonic stages of of getting stuff together and building an hour and you get to see you like it's going to be funny i'm gonna be funny but you're just gonna see me putting putting stuff together and uh, having a good time doing that. And uh, I'll and I'm excited about it. I got a comic uh, Josh Kaderna uh, opening and Petey Steele, who's been a guest on your show. He's gonna be a special guest. And I know it's a work night. I know it's a Thursday night. But if uh, get some use some of your PTO days to be off on Friday, it's, it's gonna be a good time yeah that sounds fun and also for those of you that love uh jl he actually opened up for jl didn't you yes you could hear me on his latest album israeli tortoise uh and uh 
prior to that, uh, keep my enemies closer. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm out there, young. I'm out there working. I'm actually, uh, about to finish up, uh, my first feature film that I'm doing some acting on, like an independent feature. And I've been doing that, uh, for the month of last month. And I think I got one more day of shooting. I'm in enough scenes where, they can't completely cut me out. You say some pivotal yeah. shit to people so that they had to keep it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they can't they can't cut me out. Like I'm in the scene with two of the leads in the film, so I, I got a good chance of making the cut. That's a good point, man. Like uh, uh it's like you gotta be in scenes where you like, Larry, you got can- <laughs> you got cancer. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, we can't cut them out. We gotta yeah, leave we the gotta, cancer it, scene. At least that scene. We, we don't even got a movie without the cancer. I mean, <laughs> we cut everything exactly. else out, but this was stay. Did you now? Uh, what what kind of role is it? Did you get to be like uh, Eddie Murphy in his latest movie? A uh, no magical Negro. Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, man. But uh, you know, it's a it's a film called The Over Under, and it's about this guy who has a gambling problem and a drug problem he's trying to get his life together i play his bookie i play the enforcer uh mm. to his bookie of course uh, of course and uh i'm like i'm kind of like like i don't want to have to fuck you up but i'll do it if i have to mm. but uh, i'm kind of like a, a a chill it's kind of like a little bit between like ghost dog uh <laughs> forrest whitaker and ghost dog but a much lighter version and like like James Gandolfini and the Mexican. So Somewhere. Is, it, is it like Craig Robinson and Mr. Robot season two? Kind of like, kind of like the homie Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, a little bit. Like he's like, I'm not, I don't want to fuck you up, but if I have to, I will. Yeah. Kind of like that. And I have a question. Maybe I'm out of the loop, but what is this Eddie Murphy movie? Oh man, you ain't hold up. I say, what did this I a, miss? This a, this a lot. Did man. it go straight to DVD? No, I it's didn't not. See nothing. I don't think. I don't know if it's out yet. Um, no, it's not out yet. Oh man. Um, trying to look too. Yeah, let me find the name of this joint. It's it's like it's it's something bad, man. It's, it's like it's something. It's magical like, Negro. It look like um. Oh, but does it call Magical Negro? Mr. No, Mr. Church, Mr. Church, Mr. Church. There you go. Uh, oh, what's this link about Eddie Murphy admitting to ripping off his ex-wife out of ten million dollars? Ooh, that's not good, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> here's the trailer, Karen. I'll play it for you in the uh, chat uh, for everybody to see it. Uh, it's about a minute or so long. Uh, Chris, if you can't hear anything, it's because our sound thing is messed up. If you can, okay, just wait till it's done playing, and I'll let you know. Sure, sure. Oh, it's three minutes. Jesus Christ! I'll play some of it. Henry Joseph Church could have been anything he wanted. He chose to cook. The key, he said. Jazz. Good morning. I see you met Charlie. Not officially. Lauren Charlotte, my name is Mr. Church. When Mr. Church came into our life. Now, Charlie is a little girl. She does not like Mr. Church, as you can tell from her body language. I wanted him gone. I hope you don't mind. I bring books with me every place I go. I hate reading. But over time... I couldn't imagine life without him. Mr. Church, I'd like to check out a book. What kind of a deal did Richard make with you? I was asked to cook for you and your child till you passed on. And through it all, I never knew Mama was sick. I never knew anything until much later. You are so beautiful. 
accepted to Boston University. I'm so proud of you. Why do you care? You won't be around to see it anyway. My mama had been the sun to me. She always accompanied And Mr. Church? He was like the moon. Cool, calm, and always there. Turn down. A lot of hugging white women in this these last two scenes, okay? What's gonna happen now? I should call Boston University and tell them that Charlotte Brooks will be attending. He gave her money to go to college. We don't know where it's from. It's funny how life has a way of moving forward. I thought by now you'd be a very serious novelist. I guess you could say we were lost after mom and dad. Single Negro care. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got that. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just okay, now you got to go. Sorry, one rule and you break. What is it with all these secrets and lies? I just wanted to tell you, Mr. Church. But wherever life takes you, and no matter how hard it gets, you can always find your way back home. Surprise! Aren't you going to ask me how it happened? I know how girls get pregnant, Charlotte. You can't go living with your cook forever. My cook? Richard set aside enough money for Mama to live six months. So we got, um, we definitely got the moment where the white person has learned to appreciate him mm-hmm. and stands up for his rights, even though he's of not around. That's, when, that's how you know it's, it's magical. That's our magic. Who paid all of our bills all those years after that? Mr. Church, he saved us. Do you have a place to stay? She lives with me. You gave me the most important thing life can offer. You gave me a family. Yeah, they really had a scene of him dancing with her daughters and mm-hmm. her. Mr. Church, man, there you go. To go that Oscar. So, I, and I, you know, I kind of understand, man. In a in a year where we're gonna have so many black movies uh not for white folks uh we need some to like pacify them and i think mr church is a good vehicle for that oh yeah they're gonna rave about mr church the best oh. movie adam murphy ever played in his lifetime rah 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 mm-hmm. we we got that other one the same kind of different as me with uh what's the amistad guy uh oh nigga uh and hansu yeah mr uh dude that don't he play characters that don't have last names <laughs> <laughs> yep, IMDb. Last name. It's his first name. Go to his IMDb page, and it's all like Seal Woo and shit. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> his name is Denver in this new movie. See, see, no <laughs> last name. M- City, M Timby, Chief 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 Hansman or whatever. It's like yo, this nigga ain't got no. Life. What do you got against last names, dog? <laughs> Hollywood racist as shit, man. Um. Oh, shit some good joints though coming out man like mm-hmm. uh moonlight i'm excited i'm really excited about that one that that's a barry jenkins movie about the coming of age story about this uh kid that's uh homosexual and he's dealing with that and he's just it's i've it's watched the trailer like eight times well it's not it's, a uh it's definitely not a knock against digimon uh, uh jamal hansu mm-hmm. it's just funny that hollywood keeps casting right because you got to think about before they even cast him they wrote a role for a nigga and the nigga don't never have a last name he just having having to keep getting the role but it's not like his fault but i mean i'm just looking at his imd mitchum sumo denver sir (laughs) sir bedivere chief mbanga cartwright Cartwright. jaconde radu korath 
drago quentin kovacs it took i had to get down to like three or four in to get to victor iman vicar imani and curdy church you know those don't even sound like real names caliban this this is bad man (laughs) at any rate um but uh yeah man um, i'm glad you got in the role man got the role and um mm-hmm. you know uh hopefully one day you do get a chance to play a magical negro man because i feel like that's a role that that's you've been looking goal, for man. your whole life man and yeah man i hope we get some get some bills paid man like you know i don't have to go to enterprise when i'm trying to get a car i could just go straight to it and get a shit get that joint new and and pay these pay uh navient and everything man that's that's the dream yeah it's sad though because i feel like black people too woke now that uh we can't like if you play a magical negro you got to deal with the backlash now too you know we too woke like used to be a time where you could enjoy like ironically enjoy like driving miss daisy you know we could sit Mm -hmm. back and be like god damn hollywood but we all kind of like i'm still gonna watch this movie and laugh at the fact that white people keep doing this shit now now they might boycott you bro you gotta be careful that's true man i don't i i don't want to uh it's a it's a it's a fine line to cross and the the last few episodes that i've had with uh black people on my on my show I, i asked them if you know if they felt like they had a responsibility to uh long to to not be a coon or or just to have responsibility to serve the culture you know like to to progress it and not and not do those roles it's like it's something you think about a lot well i think about a lot when i'm doing stand-up and are am i doing it uh righteously uh you know like yeah I'm, i'm a clown but at the same time am i am i uh you know doing what i need to be doing am i disgracing the race or this and that but sometimes you just you gotta just go with is is this funny and is this funny in the way that i'm comfortable with being funny you know yeah it's sad that we had an extra burden on us of representation Mm -hmm. because that's not real equality and i always kind of root against that like you know if it's just as much kevin hart's right to to do the do the same type of silly comedy that other people get paid for doing without having a whole burden of the entire race put upon them because that just is another structure in place to keep black folks in certain roles and shit and to keep like it's also part of keeping us from you know economically progressing from gaining certain power and stuff because you know you play a couple of roles that some people might consider bad representations of blackness but then now you have your own production company or now um you're able to get enough um leverage to 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 make your own movie and get and cast your friends and have your friends uh in in roles behind the scenes that you know further blackness so you know it's just it's just different perspectives of looking at it it's i more hope that people are coming into it conscientious than 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 saying they can't do something right and yeah Oh, go ahead, go ahead Karen. I'm sorry. No, I, and I also I think for me is it's funny how when it comes to like actors and performers, like people will do stuff like Chris said, asking them, you know, if you if if you feel like you're representing the whole race. But when people are at their normal nine to five, for most people, you compromise all the time. You take jobs that you don't want. You do things to kind of better off yourself in the long run. And for people that are in this field, this is their job. This is what they get paid every day to do. And to me, like, I don't mind, like, 
uh whatever you choose to do you can do it just because you pick certain roles it doesn't mean you turn your back against the community but people for some reason kind of lay that at your feet yeah i mean it's just like uh rod said i mean you are you are sometimes put the burden the burdens kind of put on you as a a black artist but at the same time i i i welcome it you know because it's just something to make sure that that i'm keeping myself in check just mm-hmm. just doing it the way that i want to do it and, and the way and it's just like you know in, in like when lupe fiasco says uh and superstar he says like did you approve did you improve on the design did you do something new and that's kind of what i what my approach is, is is knowing the history of the people that have come before me and then taking that tradition and and take it trying to take it to the next level and uh and just doing it in the way that i can and i think a lot of times people lose sight and i think i i had it took me a while to realize this that uh me just living my life is living the black experience and if people say oh you're not black enough you're not this you're not that but at the same time you do have to if you take that if you you want if some uh, if you take that back a little bit you can see that you know that's it's true like mm-hmm. you, you people you know when people judge you and stuff like that i i just notice i hear a lot of my brothers and sisters on podcast uh talking about that and and i think people carry that with them like am i am i being black enough or people getting me and oh it definitely i mean i didn't realize how much of a thing it was until yeah we start to i really started listening to podcasts because i didn't have i never had an experience where i would question my blackness it was always mm-hmm. it was always so overtly obvious in in every way that i knew like <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't I, and, and i mean if there's a thing as black privilege within blackness then i definitely had that because i never felt like or like it was all it's like silly to me it would be silly to be like rod is white like you know what i'm saying like i just be like what oh, yeah. <laughs> you know the same way that it would be silly if you said i don't know if you was like rod is so skinny i'd be like what like what the fuck that doesn't make sense all right so i never i never had that but i i think um meeting and listening to more black people as i've gotten older i'm starting to realize that's a that's a huge burden on some people um that yeah. I, I can't necessarily relate to but i can definitely be empathetic to well it's definitely it's some i've i've dealt with it in the past but not where it's not where it's uh people will make jokes or, or or they'll say they would say things about me but i think you just have to have that mental fortitude to know what you're what you're doing is right actually the episode i just posted today uh with uh john minus well have you guys had him on yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know he we we talk about that being a nerd and being being you know with black people accepting you know wanting that acceptance and i think that's something where and no matter how far you get you always have to go home like you always have to you know remember you know where you come from and 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 you're a product of your environment and i and i think that uh you know my parents you know they put me in a position to they put me in the red zone and it's my it's my it's it's on me to try to put put it in the end zone to try to score if, right. if we're going to use uh sports terms here uh but yeah i i think that's something that i carry with me but i don't use it i don't use it as uh I just use it as fuel to uh to go further. You know, I've been in corporate situations where some some dude I think I'm I don't know if I told you guys this on the show before, but I was working at a job in Chicago, working a corporate gig and 
and one of my uh, coworkers said, met her coworkers, her, her fiance came in and I met him, talked to him and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? Whatever. And then her boyfriend told her and what should have been in confidence. So, oh, that guy's a white black guy. And I was yeah. like, ah, that's first of all, that's probably something you shouldn't have told you, you shouldn't have told me. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, what the fuck does he know of, about that? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's kind of that that shit it was rubs. and it was that dude what what color was that dude that guy was hispanic <laughs> yeah and see he, that's they, that's what i was gonna say earlier too um my only experience with people trying to do that has always been someone outside of our race trying to bring that mm-hmm. like yeah. a, a, sometimes even as a compliment and sometimes as a um as a uh insult you know those are the only people i've ever had try to challenge my blackness i had a dude a white dude one time that you know obviously i'm not cool with but he was like man i'm blacker than you i've been to jail i had sex with more black chicks than you or something i was like are you are you fucking serious you know what i mean yeah. like it just had that moment of like and if i hit you upside your motherfucking head and go to jail tonight then i'm gonna be black enough like get the fuck out of here man not like yeah. but that's something i've only seen used pejoratively outside of race um unless it was like some 80s stereotype shit but i mean mm-hmm. obviously some people have had that experience and then the years that they have it are their formative years and it seems that that is a huge burden to some folks because the years that they're having it are the years that you carry with you forever you know high school junior high school and uh-huh. a lot of people seem to even as grown-ups still be kind of stuck there um uh, which is just kind of sad yeah it's it it's definitely something that comes like i've had black people say that to me or make those in inferences or or like had cousins try to say, why are you going to that white school? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because my dad said I was going. Mm-hmm. And, and two, they, they gave me money. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, it just was what it was. But I think once, when you get older, I mean, some people deal with it differently, but getting older, you start to have, be a little more comfortable with who you are. Uh, and that sort of, uh, for me, at least it outweighed all of the, uh, and anxiety and insecurities that I, that I would have, you know, that overpowers those, uh, you know, the anxiety. And right. Yeah. Maturing. All that, so. Growing up. Karen, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. What are you going to say? No, and also I think too, uh, people, pe- black people have their own definition of blackness, but people outside of blackness have their own definition of blackness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though they haven't lived it and haven't experienced, they, they, interpret blackness the way they choose to interpret now if it's real or not or whatever it is it's a whole different story so a lot of times if you quote unquote don't meet their criteria of what they perceive blackness is that's how you get well i'm blacker than you or that's how you get well i'm um I'm the white black and all that type of foolishness because they're taking whatever they have perceived as their definition of blackness, not the real definition of blackness. And the truth is there's not a quote unquote real definition of blackness. Blackness is you being black in America. That's blackness to me. I I don't put you in these boxes. And truthfully, the thing is you being brown anywhere qualifies as blackness in my book because that's that's how most people look at you, at brown people they just they just they don't want to separate us out in the groups and ethnicities you're all black you're all in that same pot so uh and also i think too uh for my definition of like when i was growing up i never got i never me being black was never a question like i knew i was black my my 
people around me reminded me i was black now i internalized that very differently but i always knew i was black i think at one period of time i kind of when i was younger i wished i was white because i was like well if i was white i wouldn't have to deal with this foolishness you uh-huh. know um i don't know who else may have had to deal with that but for some people they get there and they stay stuck at that point uh but i had enough rooted foundation it was like hey girl keep it real you can't change this and it's okay to love yourself and then i got to the point where i began to love myself more and feel pride in who i was and not try to change myself to meet a criteria or to meet standards or to or, or want acceptance and love from from people that in the long run if they don't accept me for me never loved me in the first place all right let me introduce this show okay this has got so deep but i gotta <laughs> i forgot i haven't even done this intro for the show um so this is the blackout tips you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic uh just search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews we'll read them on the air as long as they're nice uh the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and today is brought to you uh which is day 627 that bobby smart has been locked up free bobby Uh, yeah something like that uh so yeah uh today is brought to you by three different sponsors okay first of all it's brought to you by shadow dog productions you can find our first audio play album on there it's called the best of rod and karen just search it on amazon or search it on itunes it'll show up leave us a five-star review on that let them know that you what you think and uh you know enjoy us being silly and karen cussing me out and uh (laughs) all the other things that uh happen when you're voice acting guys that's right we do some acting as well Mm -hmm. um you can also do stuff like uh support us by going to getbevel.com that's right this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com use code tbgwt and you'll get 20 percent off of your first month wait yeah at getbevel.com <laughs> i was already on to the next advertiser in my brain that's uh get dot com. yeah get 20 percent off so make sure you guys do that and lastly for my nerds okay maybe you grew up and they were saying you wasn't black enough well you know how you gonna look real black in that loot crate gear that's right this episode is brought to you by loot crate which is a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items from the biggest and best pop culture franchises go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and you can enter offer code tbgwt and you get three dollars off of any new subscription you guys always see us sporting all kinds of threads and you know complimenting our t-shirt yeah. game yeah, we got and, some most stuff to show them soon don't we mm-hmm, and our accessory game and all this stuff and you wonder where we get these things from uh loot crate is a, one of the sources that we get a lot of our stuff from uh and you should be able to get you some uh stuff too man um and they're currently they have like loot uh loot wear they have uh you know loot crate dx and stuff so they're like trying to hook you up um you know so go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt um and you get three dollars off of your first month uh of any new subscription on me hey uh chris man i'm hearing a little bit of static in your mic dude um okay is it uh is it like connected probably is it just a laptop mic like what's going on i'm wondering if it's the laptop okay uh i got headphones on all right um let me just hang up and call you right back because it wasn't at first and then it just started out of nowhere so give me one second all right okay okay all right about that crackling yeah Yeah. i was hearing it uh at first i thought i was going crazy but uh yeah i've been hearing it for like a couple minutes now like 
I, even when you know so anyway i'm gonna call him right back uh hopefully that takes care of it because i don't know where that came it's just a small crack yo yeah yeah i can hear it right now so okay uh all right so let's uh get into the news guys okay it's all kind of news happening that we need to be talking about uh number one we were just talking about race and stuff uh kanye west might be in some hot water i mean is he ever not in hot water though right. i mean he he keep the hot he keep the water hot he like it hot he turned it up himself yeah uh he tweeted out uh casting for his season four of his uh line of uh slavery culture uh clothes mm-hmm. that of uh tatooine clothes that he- <laughs> yeah final fantasy seven clothes yeah before you level up before you level up (laughs) the next generation yeah uh he um he sent out a tweet and it just had season four casting multiracial women only no makeup please come as you are sunday september 4th 11 a.m to 5 p.m to jack studio studio six 601 west street and all this stuff um and that's all he put out um and people are like you know this is problematic because of colorism you're basically saying you want light-skinned women um quote-unquote exotic women you don't want black women uh in your uh that implied with that word or something multiracial that's that's how i'm seeing people take it okay i thought multiracial literally meant multiracial what does that mean what does multiracial mean? right it's such a vague term that i don't know maybe because i don't know the root of definition of it i don't know i just figured out he he wanted all colors of women yeah i don't know if the assumption is he wants light-skinned women i know i I don't see what that's applied i don't well i don't i mean but i don't know that it should i don't know that it shouldn't be i'm not in the casting business chris is more in the acting business like is that some like i don't get to see these uh casting call things uh and this is also for fashion not acting but you know what i mean i don't get to see the language but i hear the languages course regularly well, they give you, they usually they give your agents and managers casting breakdowns. Like they'll say they need to look, they need to be black or can be any ethnicity or they need to look like this. I remember going in for an audition for an Amazon show where they said, they said the guy is the old, old, younger brother. He is not attractive. And, uh, they wanted me to read for that. And, uh, they said, <laughs> And I said, uh, damn, so I kind of have to look hot enough to be on TV, but not that hot. So I, but I still have to be ugly. So that was a weird thing. I did not get that part. Uh, so you, you, I, you was too hot for the role? I, I maybe. I, I'd like to think that I was too hot for the role. But, uh, yeah, they just say, I, I took it as just, he wanted mixed girls. He just, he wanted, like, he wants, uh, you know, biracial women. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what 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 has he had in the past. It seems like he's had all different types, right? Yeah, like I mean, he just talking. had Tiana Taylor in the video, but I think people that were bringing that up were um, kind of shooting that down too. You know, I didn't I yeah. did not participate in this discussion. I don't really get into too much of the colorism and representation right. thing because I don't always have a good understanding of it, and I don't I, I don't always. Uh, like see you know what i'm saying i don't always see the point you know like sometimes artists are fucked up and i think you can just kind of say like well that dude's fucked up but Mm -hmm. i don't think he's he's i don't think he's a person that's gonna be shamed into doing it i don't Mm -hmm. think people are gonna see him being shamed and be like "Ooh, i hope it doesn't happen to me it just seemed like 
for the most part these niggas don't care so it's like i want light-skinned women in my videos i want white women in this video and in their minds that's just part of the aesthetic um is i want a certain type of woman in different videos and we also don't know the point of what he's gonna do with it you know with Mm -hmm. this fall fashion line shit we don't i don't know if there's some point to this idea or if he's gonna have women of all different types i have no idea so i don't really get too upset last time i looked at his fashion thing um i was actually kind of taken aback because i had never seen that many black and brown people of all different hues in fashion they were just all standing on stage but it was just like oh wow this is actually really black and i didn't notice how how much how much that was a stark difference from everybody else until i saw it then i was like oh but uh at the same time i don't i don't really know much about his history with colorism and shit i know he had the leave you for a white girl thing he had the um you know light-skinned michael jackson dark-skinned michael jackson i know he's had we got some light-skinned women that's a kelly Rollins. i know he's had a uh something about a quote where he talked about he likes mixed women and in the hood we call them mutts and that's what we like so i mean i know you said things um but uh i can't tell how much of this is just kanye getting the kanye treatment and courting it and just being public enemy number one and people that are have been through with him for years take tacking on this as another instance or how much of this is you know just just a real hit industry issue that um it, he's participating in Karen, Karen what were you going to say I was going to say that it's one of these things with it's Kanye so it, he's kind of he's very polarizing to most people you know so for some people they I love everything he do or a lot of people are like ah fuck that nigga it's rare that you find people kind of in the middle go yeah he's problematic but I you know what can I do about it I still fuck with his music you know, I, you know, I do or don't like his clothes, do or don't like his shoes, you know, and everything he says is going to have some kind of response. And also, the truth is, a lot of people have, well, some people haven't liked Kanye, period, but some people was really on that fuck Kanye boat once he got up with Kim Kardashian. I don't care what nobody says, the root cause of hate for a lot of people is if you attach to the kardashians like a lot of people's hate for the kardashian is real and anybody uh, associated with them branched out from them married in the line it's like okay well fuck you too then and a lot of people won't and and don't want to separate them being unbiased and actually saying looking at what somebody's saying then going it's kanye and they automatically just dismissing it no uh, also he's courted that though like That's he's true. like he's been fucked up for a minute ain't it like i think the dude is tremendously talented and i listen to his music because uh, i think i think it's good like uh i i've never seen somebody uh so fucking honest about when they're just not being worth a damn like i it's our people like he doesn't really do try to paint himself as a good guy sometimes he just says fucked up shit and he's like deal with it but um you know he's you know that entire album about amber rose you know um you know there's songs where he's talking about you know hitting her and shit there's i mean blame game is just one of them like meanest fucking songs mm-hmm. you could ever do to a person but yeah so i don't know that he that, like he might think he's the hero of his own story but i think he's very 
he's refreshingly honest about being like i'm not a good person or whatever i'm not you know like i just want the shit i want and that's it but uh yeah i mean people have held grudges for him justifiably so for years right? i don't you know it that part doesn't really bother me as much um and we'll see what's up with this casting call shit but you know it's just kind of i think the trust isn't there to be like let's just wait and see what he does with it everybody's like you know fuck him already <laughs> just for the well, announcement and, and, and then people just want something to be mad at too and it's just right. echoing what what both of you said and then show business is is brutal it's not it's not it's not uh nobody's gonna hold your hand through this shit you you have to be i think we just everybody's an insider now and mm-hmm. i think that's that's one thing like you said we don't know what he's gonna do with it and he's had all types of colored women on it on his uh in his stuff I'll, I'll read you the 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 casting breakdown for two things this thing where they said i needed to be hot ugly so this this thing is for this amazon show it says lee male late 20s late 30s african-american not good looking more character bright enough but lacks ambition he is one of libby's sons ah! but no <laughs> he is one of Lizzie, libby's sons but knows his brother tyrone is is the favorite and it bothers him he has also been in jail before six lines and this thing that i got to submit for uh for a, a musical is the store manager in elf the musical so this says male non-white 30s 40s funny physically large full of character lots of attitude sassy and spirited must be able to sing well and have great comic timing featured ensemble that like they they tell you what they want and if you fit that they look at your picture and they say bring this guy in and they whether they they and that's it yeah the casting call for nwa i remember that had dark-skinned women hood rats we're gonna be this and light-skinned women was more seen as like okay when they made it they're gonna have a party and all these light-skinned women gonna be around and that scene is gonna be you know at the pool and all this other (laughs) shit so it's like i mean uh, and one of one of the things i just think can't be separated is um hip-hop you know being that it is in my opinion a black art even though it's mostly consumed by white folks and shit and Mm -hmm. top of the top of the art chain is has a lot to do with white folks and shit like that but it's still perceived to be a black art Um, right i think it's a very misogynistic art you know like it it just you know probably overly so and definitely more so than a lot of other music not saying that other music doesn't have these tones but it is overtly so when some music is not as overt and um part of that is this you know uh, the fact that women are kind of seen as property and kind of seen as material goods to be consumed so it's you know having having a woman uh as property and as a prop during a video is almost like part and parcel of the whole thing and then to be like well when you really make it all the women gonna be exotic i like them foreign i like that you know like that's a whole thing right now calling white like calling women foreigns like you would call a car foreign uh it's like a thing you know what i'm saying like the united states yeah and like women and strippers and shit they're calling themselves that too you know um shout out to foreign barbie uh uh, shout out to y'all get up her instagram but uh it like is a lot of um like it's kind of a thing and it always kind of has been the thing so um i'm not shocked that he would do this or anything but at the same time um this is kind of what he does because the thing that's funny to me is he could have just put a casting call out through normal channels 
and everybody would have been like it might have got leaked at some point or whatever but he put it on twitter so people would have these discussions and would talk about it and would you know keep him buzzing you know and then he's not wasting some people's time yeah that's true too all the time in the line and they don't want you you can say oh that's not that ain't me so i don't need to show up to that shit it's gonna be interesting to see who does show up because one of the things i think that gets erased out of this discussion is because people hear multiracial the meaning that they they're interpreting is light skin but there's a lot of dark skin people of of multiracial uh backgrounds so is you know it's gonna be interesting to see what he means by this it might the shit might look exactly like it did last time i have no fucking idea to be honest right yeah they oh go ahead karen i'm sorry and i have a uh uh uh, i and chris is it true that regardless sometimes of what they put that white people show up for anything because i remember roger talked to dexter one time he said regardless of how he do his description white folks show up they like we want all niggas they be like i'm showing up and playing for the role because they think i could do anything karen i feel like you just tapped my brain uh there there was a uh they still do it like this nbc stand up for diversity where you they do these things where they it's like you get you stand in line on a cattle call and you if you're black or asian or whatever you stand in line waiting to do a minute of stand up and if they like you they move you on to the next round and blase skip they I, i did that maybe one or two times when i was first starting out and there would be white people there they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm uh, part something or whatever," and and they would go, and then there would be a guy in a wheelchair, a uh, white guy in a wheelchair, and he would get moved on, or there would be it would just be anything. They said, "Well, you said diversity," and you know it's usually just a diversity is a you usually a euphemism for being black right. or or just being or being you know being non-white, and so they do show up. Like people do show up for those things, but I haven't done those cattle calls in a while. And I really don't, uh, I just don't, I don't feel like I, I, I really want to, I just don't want to do them anymore. Well, that's also, that's also kind of what privilege is too. Cause it gives us like this, uh, ownership and entitlement to feeling like everything could be us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're like, so, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he would have said I'm casting only dark-skinned women if light-skinned women would show up too you know what i mean just because yeah. it's like i still might get this role you know same reason white people show up when it's like oh we're trying to have stand up for diversity and at the final um two of the last four dudes are white you know what i mean right. two of the last four comedians <laughs> yeah. are white like yeah it's, it's, it's stand up for you know i'm gonna go audition it is like and a black person typically doesn't even waste their time when it's like Mm-mm oh we're gonna cast this uh and this is the family and this is the we just start like because of our experience with rejection we already start coming up with the reasons like okay so they're not gonna have one black member of the family so i'm not even gonna audition for that like unless you really have a name or something or some pool i doubt you would try you know i think michael b jordan and fantastic four one of the reasons everyone got so excited about that was because we knew like oh he's getting this um on the merits of just his acting ability and his and his pull right. we right. know we know that is you know they'll come up with a reason for him to be black mm-hmm. but that's actually kind of showing the power of you know how good an actor he is um but i don't know that we had those stories um you know especially with women and colorism i don't know that we have stuff like that where it's just like i don't want i just want 
essentially light-skinned women in my videos and then we uh-huh. see the video it's like oh it's a bunch of dark-skinned women in there i wonder what happened you know like i don't think we even had those those moments you know there was um, a great episode of survivor's remorse a couple weeks ago about the about colorism and just they just it was really fucking good i don't know if you guys I, watched nah, that show. I, I don't but i'm going to watch it i'm gonna try to binge it uh before um some of these other shows uh start or maybe i'll just add it to my fall lineup of blackness with, yeah and uh, i feel like they i feel like they're they're i was kind of worried when when mike epps left the show but it just seems like they kicked it into a high gear a high and even higher gear just the subject matter of what what they're discussing and uh you know there was a, a scene where the the main guy cam who's the basketball player he had to do some video or some some shoot and there was initially, and his, his, uh, oh God, his manager's wife, his cousin's wife was like, I want a dark skinned girl. They brought, they brought in a light skinned girl and they kicked the, they fired the light skinned girl and the light skinned girl got mad and she went in on the manager who, who fired her. And it was just a whole debate on this. And it was really, you know, both sides had equal points and it mm-hmm. was, both sides were argued well. And then also, you know the male perspective black male privilege and uh you know uh, all all kind of things they were they were talking about which made for a really uh terrific episode and it, it's it's just a show that's really good too yeah and I, I think i think you know you alluded to that earlier in the show where you were talk we were talking about um just just black actors and and things changing i was just watching this fucking trashy soap unreal on lifetime uh mm-hmm. season two like would they have it's a bachelor type show where it's like it's like behind the scenes of a reality TV show like The Bachelor, and this season they have a black suitor. Like so, all these women are trying to get hooked up with this black dude who's a quarterback, who's a pro quarterback, and the things that they're doing on that show is really interesting. And you would, I don't think we would have seen that, you know, two, three, five years ago. So it, you know, it's stuff. It's, it's stuff is coming out, man, and I, I yeah. think it, it's slowly starting to change. I and, think. And it, it's I think good. also in some of these discussions, the other problem is uh, fandom. Wanna, mm-hmm. Fandom normally won't allow people to be like, this dude is fucking up or this is wrong or, you know, it's like, particularly for this artist who I like, you guys are being too tough on him and this is bad and this is that and the other. But if it was just, you know, if fucking uh, Young Thug did it, there'd be people like, oh, well, yeah, he's t- a problem and you know why we don't need to wait to see what the fuck the video is gonna be it's a problem you know it just depends on Mm -hmm. how people feel about folks and you know i think being um a little bit outside of uh that uh, like when you're outside of a discussion sometimes like or you you know you don't care that much but you can kind of see everybody's point um i'll say a lot of things that tank the kanye west discussion is just kanye west like people already have feel a way about that motherfucker period Mm -hmm. and and i mean good and bad i saw i've seen people defend shit from kanye where i'm just like y'all definitely don't say that when it's somebody else and i've seen people be offended by something from kanye where they don't they wouldn't care with someone lesser you know what i mean so it's just a buffet of anger we pick and choose who we want to be angry at who we want to get the pitchforks out for whether it's Lena Dunham or Kanye or Amy Schumer or whoever, it's just if you if you like them, you make you make right. excuses for them. You and know, he's a lightning it's, it's, he's a lightning rod for that shit. I don't yeah I don't right. I don't 
consume kanye in that type of way i know there are people that do that like i stand for everything i don't know how you can do that because he's so all over the place and sometimes he just says shit for effect of being fucked up like it's not even like i you know i don't know how you get behind that as a brand you know what i mean like while it's cool that he says you know uh george bush doesn't care about black people and you're like that's the only dude that would do some shit like that uh-huh. it's it's also you know not cool sometimes when he's um you know talking about shit like uh you know like when he's taking taylor swift's award and being uh mm-hmm. acting the ass on stage like it, it's not like i don't know how you just stand behind everything that dude does but that's what people do you know like he puts something online and just you can watch the timeline fall into just the exact parameters of people that fuck with him and people that don't fuck with him over and over and over again it's almost like his superpower um yeah, we, I, yeah. oh go ahead i'm sorry no 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 go ahead you you can close this out before we get to the next topic i just think we we put too much value in celebrity and uh you know it's it's nice when when these guys speak out like kanye you know george bush doesn't care about black people or kaepernick does what he's he's doing now and you just kind of have to appreciate that or, or and appreciate it, be pleasantly surprised and, 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 and kind of keep it moving. Take some of those positive things that they do and apply it to your yeah, own I life. Think I think, I think I didn't grow up with that celebrity worship shit. So I, uh, and I'm sure people get frustrated with me at times, but I like a lot of times I'm like, I don't care. Right. Like that's not my role model. The thing I care about when it comes to shit like this, if we're being a hundred percent honest, I care how it affects people in the industry and their ability to get money. That's really about it. Like the thing that that sucks is this basically says if you're a dark skinned person and you want to be a model, um, your road is going to be a lot fucking harder and he's not helping it. You know what I mean? I mean, cause we didn't, you know, people, it's not like people get into everything with this. No one brought up body types. Nobody brought up, uh, you know, um, size. Nobody, you know, like nobody, like people don't bring up all that shit. This is just to be objectified and it's like the right of equality and being objectified still is a, a thing like it yes, doesn't it you know it doesn't make it invalid just because of objectification but essentially when you want to be in a video when you want to be on this fall line or whatever it's like well look i got a right to the to, to wear these uh you know uh, uh <laughs> to wear these <laughs> these uh um desert hobo clothes as much as ah! the next person and that's yeah. really what people are fighting for and so you know, I hope that, you know, uh, and it seems that Kanye's maybe not gonna, at least with this video, he's, or this, um, project, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be on that, you know, but like I said, I also we'll saw see. his last fall line and it was, it was brown and black people all over the place of all skin tones and hues. So I, you know, I, I when I say that I literally don't know what the fuck he's gonna do, I, that's what I mean. Like he is a person that I don't know what he's going to do. I'm not, so quick to to say this that or other because he his whole thing seems to be about getting a reaction out of people before during and after with his fucking uh with his art so we'll see is is as much as i have for this because i literally don't know he's fucking he's he's weird you know what i'm saying like and i and i don't mean that in a negative way but he is you know there's been a lot of times where i'm like oh so i guess it's about to be like this nigga changed his own album after it was out for like two months Mm -hmm. i don't know what he gonna do y'all you know what i'm saying so but uh obviously this 
what it's one gig it's just it's one gig yeah but obviously <laughs> this is he put it out there to send this message right. so i'm not like i'm not being you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to be obtuse to it mm-hmm. it's obvious what the message was right. he knew that this would cause a buzz he knew people would be arguing about it he knew what he was doing but oh, yeah but when i I'll, i will wait to see what his fall line shit looks like to be like oh this nigga went with you know uh the late michael jackson uh skin tone for everybody now i'm gonna see what that means he went with trash bag chic yeah it's weird because like i feel like kanye is one of those people that i don't like people want to turn him into some conscious righteous like black man type shit but for me he only speaks on race and shit when it affects him and that's it like he not he's not a racial leader it's just Mm -hmm. when some shit is not going his way he talks about racism and everybody goes see this is what i'm saying with kanye and i'm like but he he not like a race leader or nothing like that's not what he's doing he's just saying people won't give me money to invest in my fashion because i'm black or people won't do you know whatever wall is being put up in front of him that's when he brings up blackness but when it's just some other shit then he just contributes to the same shit mm-hmm. speaking of which uh bow wow brought up some interesting uh news today on uh on twitter he said uh his retirement it was about his retirement that's right karen he said this year people retiring peyton manning marshawn lynch calvin johnson kobe bryant tim duncan charles woodson Lil bow wow Lil wayne so he just thought that was interesting mm-hmm yeah so you know the year little bow wow retired now he did retire last out of all those people but the year that he retired is just interesting that these other people retired the same year and they all represent greatness i mean it's a hell of a coincidence Mm -hmm. uh tiger who you may know is uh dating um kylie jenner Mm -hmm. uh he had his 2.2 million dollar mayback repossessed months after his ferrari was repossessed getting that money at this point this is the most expensive car rental plan of all time uh him buying luxury cars to be repossessed mm-hmm. paying for those vehicles people keep saying that but then why would they get repossessed she got money she opt not to pay we don't go then how they how I'm they go paying. no they go together they okay. still go together they be out places everything oh well then somebody ain't paying the bill either him or her somebody ain't paying it mm. so she don't pay for it outright she just she so she get mad at him she stopped paying and then they take the car I, that wouldn't surprise me I, I guarantee that's what's happening they don't fell out and she was like well i'm not paying for the next three months then yeah i like i don't understand dog like maybe you know maybe get you a sensible prius or something you know shout out to isaiah washington <laughs> like go go ahead and go ahead and upgrade and get you that maximum maxima but yes get you uh, call it maximum uh get yourself get yourself something simple you know like don't don't stress your your, your uh it's not rack city no more it's more like rack community maybe rack neighborhood ah! I mean, at this point we might be down to rack street you know <laughs> i don't even know if i've ever heard a tiger song before rack city that's the song you never okay. heard rack city i don't know all right hold on let me see if i can play it i don't even we'll get you in the loop i hope this uh plays for you uh, i probably don't even remember the song so hey um let me see oh wait that's wait why does it say artist rack city is that right i feel like that's not right is it like rack city rack city or something like yeah that? oh wait, okay. here you go rack city album version 
Alright, let me see if this is Alright, there we go. Rack city bitch, city bitch, rack, rack, rack city bitch. Rack, rack, rack city bitch, city bitch, city bitch. What's that on that beat? Rack city bitch, rack, rack city bitch. 10, 10, 10, 20s on your on titties, bitch. 100 deep VIP, no guess. <laughs> T-Rog, you don't know who you fucking with. Got my other bitch, fucking with my other bitch. Fucking all night, nigga. Okay. Stuff. All right, you remember him now? Was, wasn't he on the new Barbershop movie? Um. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't know he acted, so. I mean, well, I guess he act like he gonna pay for them them cars so i guess he he good at acting real good <laughs> he good at acting at that dealership i feel like right. he buys a car and then the dealer gives a knowing nod to the tow truck driver across the street like just follow him <laughs> keep your eye on that one get the, just follow him and get his shit back as soon as we, he hops out we, we gonna get that back and resell it for twice the price yeah so uh yeah apparently got the shit uh repossessed again yeah he's yeah. in barbershop the next cut he was okay. in dope um mac and down go to high school mac and devin go to high school and king and with tiger who he playing dope Uh, i think in dope he was either like the 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 dude at the door to get in the club or something okay ah okay yeah 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 okay yeah so there you go man um surprise the the gent uh that uh the uh the jenner slash kardashian brand is still fucking with him yeah i mean they definitely got a type i saw chloe was hanging out with uh uh my man from the Cavs now <laughs> tristan thompson ah! oh man they definitely got a type man they are cuckold in america dog they will just keep <laughs> fucking them <laughs> niggas that is hilarious they like what they like they like what they, man, they... i ain't mad at them oh man them. the american fascination with race is truly i think the unspoken uh that is the unspoken reason that they're celebrities it's just that, that people see them as women that don't gotta fuck niggas but they gotta fuck niggas they can't help themselves <laughs> and that shit is why we keep watching like i don't watch their shows but every they keep being in the news without doing anything and it's just gotta be the fact that people are like look at these white women fucking these niggas dog they still doing it look another one y'all right, she was, tried to fuck odell beckham jr y'all right if uh they tried to fuck the generic billy nobody would give a fuck yeah Did he ignore her he didn't ignore her he just didn't he mess with her well we'll get to that but yeah he uh okay. he hit her with the same brush off like hey calm down uh <laughs> <laughs> he, got a, he got a girl though don't he i don't know if he does or not man but i mean he might just not want these women you know what i mean yeah he might and you know the way the, the way black twitter be inferring on oh him being true gay, you know they right him in the bathtub and nah, i ain't i ain't mad at it i right. mean i think we need i think america needs a, a gay athlete that's really fucking good at his job it's almost like the only way some of these motherfuckers gonna get over it or at least let it slide quote unquote because they went in on michael sam like he was an embarrassment to the game like like the nigga didn't win no awards or wasn't a good college player like you can't be a marginal nfl player you pretty much gonna have to be some star that's like and occasionally i might fuck a dude and then everybody's gonna be like well well, he good though i mean he on yeah. my, you know, he played for my team, so y'all ain't gonna be talking about him. Like, it's gonna take some shit like that, cause America's not just gonna be, uh, at least sports America specifically, it's just not gonna be, uh, open-minded enough to just, to, to say it's not a, uh, 
distraction quote unquote right. uh unless you're great mm-hmm. uh trump advisor mark burns pastor mark burns admits the line about graduating from college and serving in the army reserve just days after apologizing for tweeting images of hillary in blackface Oh, he didn't think nobody was gonna mm. check behind that. Yo, at this point, Hillary Clinton could walk out on the podium and say "nigga" seventy-five times in a row <laughs> with, with no words in between, and I'm still voting for her over Trump. That's how bad it is. Even Trump surrogates is lies. Like they, like they not even good liars. They getting caught immediately. You know, I'm like, did you go to college? Oh man, about that. I didn't Did think y'all was gonna wicked. I didn't think y'all was gonna wicked that. That is. Is y'all school accredited? Let me see. If I can play the video in the chat Did you for attend everybody. North Greenville University. I did attend North Greenville University. Did you graduate from North Greenville University? No, I didn't complete the degree at North Greenville University. Okay. The, again, the bio that's on your website claims that you you earned a, a bachelor of science degree. Did you make that claim? oh that is a long pause and blink by the way that was he took three blinks and didn't say a word like they looked up on the site oh no what did he think they were gonna do did you make that claim i asked you just a moment ago as we were just opening up this and first of all i said that we were off the record i didn't okay. agree to that yeah but i <laughs> first of all we was uh i said we was off the record yeah i didn't say that and i'm the one with the camera and uh the questions so nope <laughs> i did and, we're and, still rolling i'm still asking you questions on the record did you I'm off did the you record. make that claim that you I'm graduated from North because Greenville i think University. this is not fair that you you this is not fair at all this is not what i agreed to i thought we were doing a profile and all of a sudden you're here to I'm, try to destroy my I'm not, character i'm not coming here to destroy case. your character these are claims that were made on your website that was live while you were speaking at the republican national convention my question is are those claims accurate the trump campaign had i i like that uh uh a brother with some fake contacts um turned out to be lying you know what i'm saying like it's pretty predictable yeah and his thing was like um you said this at the national convention you just recorded yeah people might want to know yeah it's on your website yeah i googled you i asked the university they say no i'm gonna start using off the record like that i get caught in lies though ah start doing that shit you'll get somebody shot off the record my ass i heard it it was on the record chris why were you late to work today uh uh, it was a traffic it was a traffic pile up this week uh today on the way to work <laughs> well i was watching the news it, the traffic was clear i thought we was uh, off, i thought we was off the record <laughs> and, and throw us a, a, a smoke pellet down and run out the room <laughs> who who's this you been facebook messaging uh on your who's this who's this woman in your facebook messages it looks like she sent you some new pictures I thought uh, that's off the record. That's yeah, that's all. I thought that was off the record. Can we? uh yeah, I, You no. gonna just? I, we supposed to be doing a profile. You just gonna demean my entire character in front? Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to see how you do. You just gonna demean my entire character between you and me, and nobody <laughs> yeah. else. Did, but you still demeaning <laughs> my shit. You gonna do some journalism? You doing some journalism on me? Some okay. Research. Mm. Mm-hmm. How dare you research? You googling now? We googling niggas name now? You oughta be whales and shit, motherfucker. All right. (laughs) Throwback. Uh, Rihanna and Drake confirmed their romance by kissing on stage during her Miami gig. Uh, 
yeah rihanna and uh drake it's officially a thing now guys so like so what happened at the MT- the vmas like she he wanted to kiss her she didn't want to or what what's going on with them i think he kissed her on the cheek uh i don't know i'm not gonna lie i didn't see all the vmas i recorded it i, I still need to watch it. watch it i saw that speech though and i like i don't know know why i saw that speech but i thought the nigga was gonna propose i mean he was in a tuxedo he was talking about i've been in, i've been in love with you since i was 22 while two women in the audience he used to date since he was 22 <laughs> was sitting there i was like this nigga gonna propose how old is drake uh how, how old is drake i don't know yeah okay but uh so i thought he was gonna propose at the time um but i guess i mean they've been you know shout out to the daily mail they've been out walking and take seeing places together and you know so it, it seemed like they've been dating for a minute but just it hadn't been confirmed until they kissed on stage according okay. to because twitter was trying to make it like she uh denied him and they were putting like the jordan face on him yeah i mean the, you know people like to get off on that whole shit don't you can't take black twitter for fact it's just Mm-mm. the jokes whoa, are going whoa 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 rod <laughs> whoa, whoa 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 like jokes over facts man we all know this you know it's always been jokes over facts man so that's, that's true. That's uh true. yeah she you know her uh kissing them now seems to be the thing that you know puts the that confirms it well good for them man i'm, I'm glad all right let's uh move into some fucking with black people news okay guys i'm gonna go find my fucking with black people music so we can uh get to this part of the show we're doing the white stuff we're just fuck yes with black people we're just fucking (laughs) with those blacks we're We're just just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we go around the world and we get articles and we assign point scores from zero to 100 how much we feel fucked with as black people today's contestants everybody uh and yes we will deal with palate cleanser with the whiteness i mean this has been a pretty we've had some pretty somber news okay because we because we've never done one since i've since since you guys introduced it yeah yeah new for me we're definitely oh we're gonna we're definitely gonna get you dog Um, all right all right cool cool now uh i guess i would be remiss to not start with um lena dunham uh ran up on uh odell beckham jr and it did not work out too good for her on twitter um because she uh tried to write about it and um that turned out to be a, a huge a huge error i think it was an interview with her and amy schumer yep and uh the uh i don't know if it's like transcript type shit or what but uh you know the article came out of the interview and part of this was about her uh what what she went to the met gala or something and she was uh-huh. like i she tried to she danced up on michael b jordan for like 20 minutes or something <laughs> which i know he like how did this why yeah how did, how did my name end up being in the headline yeah so she danced up on him for a minute um and then uh she tried to get up on odell beckham jr and he just ignored her he was on the phone um so um you know it seems like that was uh she she took that moment and then wrote about it as if 
she was inside odell beckham jr's head and for a fact he was like brushing her off because of how she looked um mm-hmm. she uh let me see if i can read the thing she said i was sitting uh you i was sitting next to odell beckham jr it was so amazing because it was like he looked at me and he determined i was not the shape of a woman by his standards he was like that's a marshmallow that's a child that's a dog it wasn't mean he just seemed confused the vibe was very much like do i want to fuck it is it wearing a yep it's wearing a tuxedo i'm going to go back to my cell phone um it was like we were forced to be together he literally was scrolling instagram rather than have to look at a woman in a bow tie i was like this should be called the metropolitan museum of getting rejected by athletes uh, which is also funny because the only other person she talked about was Michael B. Jordan, who is not an athlete. Uh, right. maybe she thought he played for the Bulls. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so he the, is in 2K17, though. So. Yeah, so maybe that's what he is. <laughs> you know, he is in everything, you know. Um, Shit. at least he won't die in this. He was in a COVID commercial. I mean. Yep but uh yeah so um a lot of people took offense with it now this is kind of almost like the kanye thing uh-huh. people been through with her for years in the black especially black women uh yeah. spear so it's not like um they was gonna give her the benefit of the doubt anyway okay two there are uh some racial stereotypes and tropes here uh-huh. um specifically with this idea of a white woman projecting her um insecurities onto this black man you know um and people were taking it all the way there as twitter is wont to do with like hey like this is the shit that gets like emmett till killed you know like yep. this idea that black men are just walking around wanting you well yeah i mean actually you know a lot of drug laws have been passed like you can go look it up yourself History. but uh, throughout the history of the united states a lot of our anti-drug stuff uh has been passed out as uh well black people don't know how to handle opium black people don't know how to handle cocaine black people don't know how to handle weed and they'll rape your your wives and your your women uh and eventually it goes into the world against drugs yeah so the, i mean that's a real thing I, yeah. I i remember watching the documentary on it going that what the fuck like right we both <laughs> look at each other like are, are y'all you talking about it? that hbo joint this was a it was just called drugs inc i think the one we watched and it was like some kind of documentary it was like a series and they were doing like three or four of them that day and it was like they did weed they did cocaine they did opium and yeah. each one of them like each one was like an hour and each one got to the same like 20 minutes in and it was a bunch of propaganda like with black men looking like the hulk you know yeah, what i mean show drawings and shit like that yeah and that was propaganda like they gonna rape your woman we look you can obviously handle your liquor but you got to stop these niggas down at the uh-huh. docks you know so um it was like that's that trope is cost people's lives it's being real now i don't know that this is as quote-unquote dangerous as that but let's get to point number three kind of falls into her purview of what she does which is paint herself as the victim of a lot of shit um and for people that were kind of defending her and stuff under the auspices of it's just jokes i understand where you're coming from but a lot of her part a large part of her brand is being like they're not jokes to me when it's some shit i don't like so when it's men making certain jokes about women that's not funny and and you need to be called out on what you're doing for the this culture and all this shit and you're responsible to so it's like 
you can't do that and then be like well i'm oblivious to racial issues but i don't think you should bring it up i mean i'm just making jokes like well you don't like when other people just make jokes about white women and shit then all of a sudden it's a problem right um so that was another huge issue um i think she in the aftermath of trying to clean it up um of course there were so many people going in on her um she ended up doing an interview um and man i don't want to fuck this dude's twitter handle up let me see if i can find it um uh but it's like x something um and he uh he did an interview with her and of course people were mad partially because um of course she responds to a black man uh in the critique of her while she's ignored black women that have said stuff for literally years like and you know it's almost like people were like i hope she don't just try to use this to play him to be like yeah you're um i'm going like i like i'm going to do this interview to kind of like make myself look better but at the end of the day i'm not going to change i'm not going to do anything um and so she issued an apology via you know after talking to him and um you know but that was like another notch to it because it was like and and i've experienced this as well like i said with the uh tweet um from the other week is i know that people even people mad at me aren't treating me like a black woman like they're not gonna rape me they're not talking about killing me it was just a lot of niggas like fuck you nigga i kill yourself but it wasn't it didn't get as bad as like let me lock my account let me worry about leaving my house let me you know i didn't i don't have those moments um so even you know and, and even people responding to me and wanting me to explain and shit um was kind of a thing that people do with men that they don't necessarily do with women where it's like well what do you mean by this brother like you approaching me with respect while if it was a woman it's like well fuck you bitch you know so i completely uh understand that there's a privilege at play here and he and uh for his part um and i'm sorry i, I really should have wrote his twitter handle down but somebody said it was xlnb there you go that's it yeah xlnb even he was saying like yeah and he was very open to the critique and to the questions and the whole process um but i think and i was telling karen this yesterday i think a lot of times white women see black men as bridges and they see uh black women almost is like the enemy or somebody i'm so scared of i'm not going to talk to them but they'll talk to us because we experience the privilege and the oppression on very overt areas like it's just like you know we experience the being fetishized uh which Uh is a common experience for both uh us and them we experience um being oppressed by white men specifically which is a common experience for both of them we uh experience um you know obviously the limited earning power and things of that nature um and i think they see us more like a bridge but they see black women as enemy and that shit goes way back all the way to slavery and shit um like i, I can't i still can't recommend enough um i think it's out of the house of bondage um because this is such a great read for the history of just like how white women could be as cruel during slavery and how the power dynamics afterwards were always going to be fucked up you know Uh like black households even as men we we try to embrace the idea of like this madman-esque like for black men like we will like that too but that was never on the table for black people it was never going to be on the table because in order for us to exist in this country our black women were going to have to work 
you weren't gonna have a lot of black housewives you your black wife was gonna be going to someone's house and contributing in the in in labor via that and while also having to raise her own kids and do all the shit that um some white women got to be taken care of and do you know where her man goes off he is seen as he needs to earn this much money so his family doesn't have to work and his wife gets to stay home and raise kids and that was seen as the ideal you know america for a long time for white folks Mm -hmm. and i think black people tried or black men specifically tried to embrace that but it was just not on the table because they weren't going to let us be economically independent enough to where a black man in general was going to be earning enough to his wife could be kept like that where it could be like oh you just sit in the house because our experience in america was black women working in white people's kitchens and cleaning up after their kids and straighten up their house if not just the manual labor out in the fields and shit as well so it was never this reprieve from oppression and shit and they and there was never an illusion of anything that white women wanted from black women that made them be friends at that so there was no there's always a level of animosity that's going to exist because their relationship historically has been one of servitude and not much else there's not a real friendship to it um whereas for us we've had the the lust and the and and um you know and the well we kind of have a common experience with privilege and oppression type thing and i just think that's something that can't be erased out of the whole conversation but um in general she kind of saw odell and i think uh this is my last point is owing her some sort of sexual attention which as a black man i don't know if you've experienced it chris but i've definitely had that experience with white women before um more than once like i've I've had a white woman grab my ass at a bar i don't even fucking i didn't even really know her like she just did it just on some like oh man your ass is a lot firmer than i thought i was like i don't know you (laughs) you know what i mean like don't don't touch me i've had a a white woman like lick my head when like oh i love a bald head i'm like this is gross karen that uh care i was at i was at the bar with my white friends by myself no i wouldn't and we you know what's funny is we go there and we're watching sports so it's not even some uh it's not a hookup bar it's like a sports bar you know what i mean and this shit was and it still was like a little shit like that you know or you know i've had white women pull the um well you know black men tell me i got a big ass or something i'm like one no they don't but then two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they be like i know no no, no. no no they don't no no not not this one um but then too it's like why are you telling me that you know what i mean like if you think i'm supposed to just like my eyes are gonna pop out of my head i'm gonna be like yeah i bet they do you know like and i'm sure some brothers do you know what i'm saying i so I, I can't speak for every brother but for me it's just like they probably tell you that because they know you're the type of person gets super excited about a black man telling you that shit mm-hmm. um, if it's true or not. yeah niggas will tell you you got an extra tooth if that if you they think they gonna get some pussy Ain't if, that true. <laughs> if, if they think that's gonna blow your head up then yeah you know i think you got wings on your back girl oh for real um yeah. sploosh I mean, i've had that before uh women being for white women doing it and, and and black women but i think uh it's definitely like it's a lot of issues i think first and foremost you got to realize that lena dunham is she's just a kid mm. she's she's a 30 year old kid and, <laughs> ryan lochte and people people have people make mistakes man. So you gotta you gotta take that into account and i think 
I don't know why everybody's getting so angry. At we need her. to wait and see. <laughs> we need to wait and see what she's going to do with this. Yeah, man. You know People, what? You know? Maybe she got a book coming out and she's going to really break down the inter- uh the intersectional feminism. And uh you know what's also funny is she tried to make it seem like he made her feel invisible. Uh-huh. Nigga, you got a show in New York with no niggas on it. Yeah, niggas what's, ain't watching your shit. What's except, more invisible like, than that? <laughs> you know, but like, did she feel as invisible as black people during a casting call for girls, or did she feel <laughs> as invisible as the uh black audience for girls? Like, which one did she feel more invisible as? I mean, she only had she had Donald Glover and Jessica Williams. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I all I could. I think, think she of. had Tasty. And when she was in the drug rehab uh facility oh shit yeah i think she did that yeah so she had but this is by the way this is like after two seasons of her getting roasted for having no niggas she was like here's three niggas okay guys are we good now (laughs) no i i I fuck with the show man I, i watch it but uh you know it does that I see where she's kind of coming from too, because if I was at one of those things, looking how I look, like if I had, if I was dressed to the nines, and I, you know, if, if, when I'm cleaned up, I look, yeah, I look pretty good. But if I'm sitting there with uh, shit like Dominique Dawes or who's like a hot, who's somebody like who that I like, Gina Rodriguez or somebody sitting across, and I would probably have a conversation. I wouldn't probably record the shit. But I would probably say like, oh yeah, she she didn't even know I was there. She's beautiful or whatever. I could see that, but it's different. But when Lena Dunham says it, you do get all of those connotations. You get Emmett Till. You get you get this the the hundreds of years of all this stuff that comes with what she says, and it's just something that white people in general are not cognizant of. They don't have to think about that stuff. And a lot of times we don't realize that white people don't be thinking about us Mm-mm, as much exactly. as we think about them because right. they don't have to. Right. I mean, I, I've dated I've dated black women, white women. The most recent girl that I dated, like she doesn't know this, but we went, I took her. I made reservations to, to this restaurant, and it was like you know you make it's a, it was it was not an extra value meal restaurant. It mm. was a it was a restaurant. It was a. It was a. It was a. What is it? Twitter. It was a a ninety dollar date. Uh, and and I was and they ha- they're known for their fried chicken. Mm. And I wanted the chicken, but I was talking to one of my boys. I was like, uh, "Yo, yeah, I'm t- taking this girl out. I'm interested in her or whatever." And they, they're, this place is known for their chicken. He's like, "You better not get no chicken if she white. You can't be eating no chicken in front of this girl." <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> And I, and I was like, fuck. And I wanted to try the chicken, but so I didn't, and I didn't get the chicken. I, Damn. And I kind of wish that I would have gotten the did chicken. Did she, did she order the chicken? She is a, she, she's a, a vegan, so, oh, okay. she, so did she did not get the chicken. chicken. Oh, this girl um, is super white. She, vegan? She's super, yeah, she's mad white. She come out like what? the, the white assembly line. Like she was stormtrooper white. Ah! No, I mean, <laughs> W H Y T. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm uh, done you guys, you guys are so mean. The force, uh, the force awoke uh, on that but one. I, 
But look, man, like it's it's hard, like dating, like because you try not to like you try not to limit yourself. And I I had like you don't you can't help who you're attracted to, whether you're if you're gay, if you're straight, or you like whatever type of women or mm-hmm. whatever type of person you like. Like this just happened to be a woman that I was attracted to who happened to be white, and I still had that shit with me. Like I still had fuck. I can't eat a chicken in front of her. Yeah. Or like this one time, uh, the I think the only other white girl that I dated since I've been here, this is like years ago. This is like eight or nine years ago. I went out, took this girl to a basketball game. Before the game, we went to Houston's, like a nice, it's a nice sit down restaurant. Also, not an extra value meal restaurant. You, it's 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 national chain, good spot or whatever. Right. Get there, we eating, we kicking it, we having a good time. We, I'm walking out. It's on a Sunday. And I see that there's like a, a row of black women, middle aged black women, probably just get came from church. And this girl is behind me, and I kind of sped up because I didn't want them to see me talking, see me with this white girl. Like part of me was like, damn, why do I have all this shit? Like that's like, I'm trying to be happy, like I'm trying to date, and it's like fuck, I still feel bad about it. Like I still feel insecure about dating a, a a white woman even if i even if i'm attracted to her you know I, yeah i don't know what it's i mean just, it's, it's like i said with the kardashian shit man um people don't want to talk about it but a lot of their appeal is the fact that they fuck niggas like it ain't you know like it ain't that deep <laughs> um but it is that deep that's how that's how fucked up america is racially and will continue to be and has always been um yeah and, and i and, think people deny it and stuff but you know one of the things you said was uh like people can't help who they're attracted to i think people can help who they're attracted to i think who we're attracted to is conditioned within us so on a on a micro scale like we don't think about that shit the same way that uh i agree with you on a micro scale white people don't think about black people that much um but on a macro scale so many things are in position that we can't deny that we're affected by it i mean uh you know the fact that like i absolutely believe like i watched like three seasons of girls i absolutely believe that in her world that is how she sees new york like 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 that's not that's not it never felt like a stretch to me i think black people were more offended by her vision of new york being so sans color like and i completely understand that but when you look at some of the areas that that um that upper that whiteness and money bring people to they are areas devoid of color how many times right. we got to see an article about tech uh industries and startup yeah. companies and like the like the racism still affects a lot of shit even when it feels coincidental and the same thing with attraction we live in a country and a pretty much a world but definitely a country where anglo-saxon beauty standards are considered the the norm like that is the norm so yes loving a black woman loving uh your natural hair black women loving themselves um things of this nature um those are revolutionary acts and it does take a lot to unprogram that bullshit out of you because that's what we are constantly hit with propaganda from the time we're little children um even as adults so it 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 is a lot and 
um i don't know that everybody wants to do that kind of work on themselves to be like let me deprogram this bullshit because like you said it's just in us and that's why you didn't want to eat that chicken and that's like it's all like it's fucked up that we are conditioned like this um and not everybody want to make it their mission to to uncondition themselves yeah it's true man because i know like i know like in dating different types of women i think it also speaks to the male privilege like black male privilege that you know we don't talk about that you guys you guys talked about on um you talked about it on hot fire starter and you your tweet your famous tweet yeah infamous. like we infamous we we can black men it's it can do like we can oh i'll i'll date this girl i'll date a black girl i'll date an asian girl i'll date a latin girl and it's it's seen as you know that 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 it's fine but then we kind of hold our sisters to a higher standard where you can't why you why you going with that white guy you going with that white guy and it's really i'll be mad at a black chick that does that like i was mad at a black girl in high school that that dated this white guy because i wanted that black girl Mm -hmm. right it's jealousy (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it it affected me it's jealousy not equality It's, it's more like exactly this is about my control over you and me feeling you i'm entitled to something which is you know essentially what privilege is but yeah it, it's definitely a real feeling that a lot of people have and a lot of people never get over and i think some of these people like lena dunham have violated that line at this point to where i'm you're not getting the benefit of the doubt like no. you know what i'm saying like if this i don't know who the white person is that could have this could have happened to when we went or people in general would be like eh, i mean it's fucked up but you know why it's fucked up and then when they apologize people would go i think she you know i think it's okay um and i you know i don't think they understood everything and blah 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 she ain't on that list she on the list of even if she would have apologized perfectly which she did not but even if she would have apologized perfectly it would still be fuck her for a lot of people because she's just been a, a constant violator and a constant ignorer of any level of people calling her out over her double standards with her feminism and her racial um you know uh attitude so you know it 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 was just a big fucking um circus of just events that led to people being like nah you you don't get away with this lena no no she 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 does and i think uh with me personally uh several things one I'll be truthful. A uh, white man has never approached me in, uh, like, to date me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I can personally speak for me. Like, nobody outside of my race has ever approached me wanting to have mm-hmm. any type of relationship. Or if they ever did, it was almost that fetish. I don't know if that makes sense. It was right. almost that, what you know about the white boys? And I'm like, mm, nah, I'm good, dog. I'm good. Like, I want you to get to know me. I don't want you to fuck me to notch me off your list like that like those those two things ain't the same and then i remember when i was younger i was ooh, could have been eight nine uh one of my aunts she married my uncle he's a puerto rican and um he's from the dominican republic and i mean puerto rico and um i remember when he first came around they would call him white boy mm-hmm. they was oh look at this white boy and I was, and for me as a child, I was like, ain't nothing wrong with him. He my uncle. I love him. That was kind of, you know, from as from a child's perspective, the end of it. But what people fail to realize, like children see how you talk about 
people of other races and ethnicities around them and even that young i was like well i don't know if i want to date anybody outside my race because you know i don't want it to be a problem even though i was a younger child you internalize that stuff like there's something yeah. wrong with it when technically there's nothing wrong with it right. it's the adults putting their problems and insecurities and weights of the world and just speaking out loud not realizing that children are soaking this information in and it affects their decision making in the future i know i didn't really think much about it i, I remember um the first girl that ever uh well there were a couple of girls that liked me or whatever but i remember the first girl that really liked me like was like you know put your hand on my titties type like uh nice. was this girl this <laughs> it was this girl white girl and i think well, her name was like melody or something and i remember um you know one day after a, a titty session i mean i was still a i was still a nerd i didn't have <laughs> how, how, old, how old were you probably like 15 14 maybe but you know i got some boob as my man uh steve I got some boob. steve from american dad would say um so i got some boob and i was very excited about that and i remember giving her my phone number and stuff and she called my house and my mom answered the phone and said who is this white girl <laughs> i was like this is a thing i didn't even think about this shit but yeah, this is totally gonna be a problem <laughs> and your and your dick went up when you touched her right, right. Like that's all you that's i mean that that's how it should be like it's it's and it's easier when you're dating somebody inside your race because there is a shorthand right uh it's like there's a comedian ali wong said you know it's good when you date inside your race because you can go home and be racist with each other you know you could be racist with the other right. people and all that shit but it's like i know like with the black women that i've dated just just on a superficial level it's just been easier oh right. know, you heard that frank ocean album who's frank you know you know right. it's like if you yeah. ask a white girl da, 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 da. you know it's just certain things that you don't have to explain right and and if you're just and and i find like i feel like ah, i don't want to be pandering but i do feel like uh black women are to me you know they're the trophies and people all you know they always say, oh you getting a trophy wife well a trophy wife to me would be a black woman mm. but it's just it just depends on or or whatever woman really I, man I shouldn't even, I don't even know if I'm saying this shit right but mm. I'm I'm workshopping it and uh, maybe people will be in my mentions or maybe they won't nah I doubt but, it Mm-mm. but it's just I think it's just really it's really about who you who you connect with and over I mean this past summer. I had a really good connection with this girl and it, she happened, this was the white girl that I didn't eat chicken in front of. Right. And, and it just didn't, and it ended up not working out because she was on, she was, had some shit that she had to work on. And I was like, fuck man, like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to connect with people in a, in the big city, in life in general, that when you find somebody, you just be like, fuck, man. And it, it, it's. Yeah, I, well, I always say with a lot of this shit is micro versus macro. On a micro yeah. level, most people don't care about that shit in general. Like, like they, they're not actively aware whether they are participating in it or not or, yeah. or anything. Like, it's just, I like this person and 
i want to because every relationship is is some level of work it's not like you don't you don't share yeah you don't share a brain you Mm -hmm. know and for some people race is a thing that they're gonna have to work on with their partner the way that some people have to work on finances with their partner the way that um some things don't become innate uh because you don't culturally have the same experience in a bunch of different areas it doesn't mean it's impossible it doesn't mean that something's wrong with that person um because the idealized version when people get into a lot of this race talk when it comes to, to dating um a lot of people are so militant that the idealized version is that uh everybody should just be with someone of their own race and that is mm-hmm. also to me kind of fucked up you right. know to be like when because i'm like the same the people that believe that are also white supremacists like yes, i don't sir. i'm not that militant that i'm also mm-hmm. on the side of of just stick to your own like i'm not right. i'm not like that so yeah uh and also in general individually nobody's love life is really my fucking business mm-hmm. but i think happy, do you yeah but i think to say the general conversation of saying we're all infected by this shit is not something to run from and like you said with the chicken thing it's it's there you know yeah. and it's one of those things where you can't go the rest of your life without eating chicken okay you still a black man delicious. <laughs> at some point you're gonna have to eat the chicken dog it's just when are you gonna eat this chicken because you just like feel like she was a vegan and i was thinking like like dan like you being a I'm, not, I'm getting the echo but like you trying to be like is this person worth changing for like i like like is is she willing is 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 she enough for me to want to be willing to trade it all like jagged edge like, would you i mean by trade it all do you mean <laughs> do you mean not eat chicken for the rest of your life well she's a vegan and i mean one time when we went out one time i tried a vegan cookie and it it was it was pretty good wait so I mean, you, it, so you were going you were thinking about going complete vegan for this woman no but it was okay just, so let's get back to the chicken then let's that's okay. the one that's important <laughs> were you thinking about going chickenless for the rest of your life no fried no. chicken no no yeah it was never on the table it was never on the table so it's just a matter of when you were gonna be like listen i'm gonna eat me some fried chicken you know uh it's just it's just part of the deal you know and i think symbolically we're using fried chicken but symbolically that's also for like shit like black lives matter and Mm -hmm. for shit like i'm not gonna stop seeing racism because you're white and we're dating right you know shit like that you know i don't like i think everyone has to come to that realization and racism has us all so fucked up that it is gonna be a a ordeal for some people man um yeah mm -hmm. because i think for a lot of people like you say when certain things happen sometimes even if it's not even if it doesn't apply history matters to a lot of people yeah and you know for me because me and roger was talking in the car and I think for me and for a lot of black women, uh, when you go back historically, when Roger was talking about the book and things like that, a lot of the division with white women goes back to feminism. And that's something that people don't want to talk about either uh, because we were rah, 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 rah to it was like, hey, y'all can get y'all rights, but them niggas can't. And they was like, you know what? Bye, bitches. And it caused a rift because from that point on, we was like, oh, so you are only about your rights. You really don't care about my rights. You want me here for numbers. You want my body. You want me to hold up signs and protest with you. But historically, you have shown me when push come to shove and you get what you want, fuck me. 
Right. And it calls And for for the record, black men have done that to black women too. Right. Yeah. So it's like both it's distrust both ways, you know what I'm saying at this point between so even with her reaching out to a black man it was still emblematic of a lot of fucking issues and for the record i completely understand why a black man would be reached out for this specific infraction since it did happen to another black man i'm not trying to like and i have no problems with uh the 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 person talking to her any of that shit like that's not to me that's all like uh that none of that's problematic but the bigger in the bigger scheme of things it's it's in the playbook it's let me reach out to the black community oh a black dude that'll be a safe place for me to come out and and apologize and talk when in reality if she would have talked to a black woman she was probably going to end up having to talking about five to six years worth of shit and she ain't want to deal with that you know right, I mean? right she's right. like i just want to talk about this one and can y'all not bring up how i don't got no black people on my show and can you not bring up you know uh historically how my feminism is fucked up and how i'll call out you know um uh, you know i don't have a problem calling out bill Cosby, but i might not call out woody allen or uh-huh. you know like she don't want to hear that shit so she went to where she felt more safe right. she gonna have chadwick boseman on next season yeah <laughs> <laughs> playing uh he's gonna be playing a historical figure too yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, can, I can see that and uh one more thing before we move on mm-hmm. i also wanted to say and uh because of that historical shit uh when i think that the my no my i can't speak for any other black woman but i know my personal issue with Liam dunham is these white feminists <laughs> oh true yeah pal- i already know where you're going uh, uh, mm-hmm. stick her out like when girls came out they came out the woodworks praise be the lord our savior is here look at mm-hmm. this white woman's body oh my god it ain't perfect oh my god it got flaws oh my gosh she is so brave she is so marvelous all praise be to jesus this white woman's body i had issues with that i had complete issues with that because you're saying that her being herself was just the best thing ever and my problem is this if that would have been a brown woman with the same body type, the same flaws, the same attributes, the same body type and makeup that she had, she'd have been called all types of niggas and monkeys. She'd have been told to put some goddamn clothes on. And so that's the problem I have with her. These white feminists is tatted her out like she was the fucking best thing ever. And niggas was looking like, uh, bitch, please, you know, we, in any time we show a toenail, all of a sudden we got to deal with you fucking calling me a goddamn monkey. You well, know, like, I, I don't okay. want to deal with that. All right, so I don't know that white feminism, white 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 women that are feminists would be calling a monkey. What I find just as offensive though is when you do get called a monkey or something, they don't say shit. No, so like quiet. you know, like Leslie they, Jones, like, exactly. Yeah, like, like, like none of the cast members of that uh, Ghostbusters said shit. Right, you got to be shamed into saying something in those situations because black women experience not just the misogyny because they spoke up for Lena Dunham when people talked about her body. It's not like everything was positive with her body. It was a lot of people still to this day shit on their, her body. Like it, it's common, but they will defend her and be like don't do that right when a black woman is injured like that uh put up on that you know when she's given any sort of spotlight and then gets the racism and the misogyny it's just crickets you know um and then also their experience with being sexualized is just different and they think that it's one size fits all when they come to these topics but it ain't so for them i remember they'll celebrate like uh i think it was um 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 what is uh 
my god what is the uh uh 30 rock uh, what's her name tina fey tina fey they'll celebrate like tina fey and amy poehler coming on stage in spanks and being like this is so brave you know look at these women they're you know um you know they'll celebrate lena dunham being being uh naked and all this stuff like look at this and i remember sofia vergara as part of a gag which was a joke on um one of these award shows i think it was the emmys a couple years ago they did this thing where they made the joke was don't be sexist and don't be racist because look at sophia vergara we all agree that she is not only beautiful but also very talented and you would have robbed us of this with you know with sexist and racist um you know uh casting and all this stuff right it that was the joke and it was done in a funny way and i remember white women being like they're objectifying her this is terrible i can't believe they would do this to her like such a patriarchal like put pat on the head type of stance as if one sophia vergara wasn't involved in the joke in any way right two her her being a her being beautiful and and being using her body as her instrument of being like blood al was completely seen differently than uh tina fey who was brave or amy poehler who was brave or lena dunham who was brave in this instance right amy schumer yeah in this case it was just look at this brown woman uh, poor her i can't believe they did this to her they took away her complete agency to vic just to put her as out as the victim so that they could then write their pieces on that but ultimately you still put her in a box which uh, which is you're not allowed to be sexual you're not allowed to enjoy this type of objectification you're not allowed to use your body as this instrument like you're not allowed to have that kind of attention so ultimately it's the same shit like i still end up in the same place where i gotta be i gotta put on a cloth sack while you get all the attention like so i so i think that there's just a complete and the and the the main i wouldn't even have an issue with that as far as them not understanding it if they if there weren't so many fucking resources at this point to educate yourself so many women have reached out to these people and said yo you are fucking up here's a read this read that and instead what they do is they retreat into these haters uh these people don't have they just don't know comedy they're not funny and instead of being like well my brand is i call out people on their shit right like everybody that we're talking about part of their brand and the reason they got elevated by white feminists was because they have they call out people it's look at amy schumer's comedy it calls out uh patriarchy and it calls out rape culture look at lena dunham she's calling out sexism and she's calling out uh, misogyny uh look at tina fey and amy poehler they're calling out all the, the, the the good boy comedy club like they're and instead when they get criticized instead of being like well this is kind of like what i do but this is about race they go oh these people are just haters and these angry bullies are picking on me online and it's like no um leslie jones got bullied you just got critiqued it's a big ass difference and and, and i and i think for me uh the problem is when you was talking about the uh uh, the girl at the at the award show sofia vergara sofia vergara now there's a difference between that and you actually being a victim because that's the thing 
when it when we are when when brown women are really victimized it's crickets and that's the problem like i have a bigger problem with that than anything else right. if, if we're gonna rah 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 you go girl we need to be like that on both sides and it needs to be even across for some reason that only flows one way it's only when the white women are victims that we're supposed to run but when the black women are victims we we, we don't get that much reaching across the aisle now there are some people that will reach across the aisle and stand up and defend they really are but not but not to the same point you don't get the think pieces you don't get the articles you're not posted everywhere you're not trending on tumblr twitter facebook right. none of that stuff have any of these quote-unquote white feminists this 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 touting out amy schumer where's their articles about leslie jones and her injustice i don't right. i don't i don't see these articles anywhere and that's the problem that i have because you put these women on a pedestal which i don't care but 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 let's be fair across the board it needs to be a two-way street and it only runs one way yeah it's a lot of stay in your place shit um on the low well you know all those articles we read about beyonce you know people basically trying to put her up to the level of like you ain't got a phd in feminism so why the fuck you even talking about this when we don't say that about lena dunham uh we don't say that about uh amy schumer we don't say that about um uh what is old girl that was in the um hermione what's what's her real name <laughs> uh emma watson we don't say that about emma watson we don't require her to go to school for that we Mm -hmm. she can just go do it and it's just like well of course she can do it that's that's fine she has earned that and that comes from black people and white people that that's that double standard um right and even if she did it wouldn't matter yeah yeah you know what i'm saying but the point being we elevate the 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 goalposts all the time when it comes to black women so yeah man is you know um as far as lena she's benefited so we're talking about all these tangents but this all comes from the same thing which is she's benefited from all this and then when she gets called out it's like it's crickets you know most of the time this is the one time she responded and apologized um and like i said y'all can go read the apology yourselves i personally felt like it was it still kind of made it about her and it still was kind of like well i would never do that but it was kind of like but if you listen to people like you kind of been doing a version of that for five to six years like it's not just this one time this is just the one time that the shit blew up immediately Mm -hmm. and you responded but um and odell probably doesn't even know this has happened that's my favorite part is he somewhere just he's somewhere just hashtag black boy joy in a um mirror Ah! dancing and shit ready for preseason right thinking about football and shit that would be my favorite part like he probably don't even know who she was right or even worse he did and was like i don't like her like (laughs) (laughs) oh her with that terrible show with no black people on it no no thanks um but yeah it's just you know a lot of this shit was just about owing something to her because she quote unquote liked him um which you know and and by the way just can you could have written about your insecurities on your attraction in so many ways that people would relate to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it really didn't have to be about this dude mm-hmm. it really could have just been like yo everybody that was beautiful at the met gala and i just felt like a piece of shit That's and we would have been like totally different. totally understand right. most people in america understand because we don't look like the models or them right. athletes or them celebrities we completely get you lena mm-hmm that's some real shit right, and instead exactly. it got turned it got turned into look what he did to me yeah, and, and why doesn't he find me sexually attractive yeah and I, and really look at how he made me feel was how it was written right. and i didn't have no choice in that you don't get to do that to me you know especially when your brand is literally calling out people now you put me in part of your brand as like a dude that should get called out for standing there looking at my fucking phone okay uh-huh 
now i take a lot of responsibility for this okay i was the one texting him all right <laughs> yeah it was it was some funny stuff going i had some memes i was sending him and shit and she just kind of got in the way and i apologize to that for everybody okay so uh zero to a hundred karen oh she get a hundred a hundred all right what about you chris he, uh taking into consideration that she's just a 30 year old kid of course uh, yes i'll give her uh <laughs> I, i'll give her 85 percent. there you go all right so 85 we're gonna round that up to 100 and um i uh i also give her 100 um and also i have to do this to you guys um uh because i had this stuck in my head all day yesterday um but i've been saying uh lena dunham to the tune of mario brothers the underworld level (laughs) that that. 2.2 yeah that lena lena dunham (laughs) lena lena dunham Lena Lena Dunham. Dun dum dum dun dun dum dun dum. Lena Dunna Dunham. I've been doing that all fucking I you know what got it out my head? Telling the rest of the world and putting it in the tweet. Then after that I was straight. Now I can turn it on and off. But before then it was in my fucking head all morning. I was just Lena Lena Dunham. Everywhere I was fucking going. Oh, Alright. Uh so let's move to this has been a very serious topic. Let's move to something a little less serious, guys. We need uh we need we need a palate cleanser you know um let me find my white people music's uh list um uh, will i be able to hear it because i didn't oh could you hear anything before now i didn't get to hear the fucking with black people oh what about when we played the trailers and stuff no i didn't hear the trailer i did hear the the tiger that is that is that is weird uh what did i play that maybe it's what i played it in yeah oh that's what it is oh so i so basically spotify doesn't work through the headphones but title does okay 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 well give me a second man i'll i'll just put it on i'll do it in title it's only take an extra second because i have Um, to hear the white song yeah let me see if this works for you Um, yeah i I, tinker with the settings I'll, I'll check it out later this is probably not the time um and all right you ready new laptop guys so I'm, i've stepped my game up all right let me know if you can hear this all right it's time for white people news uh give us a second. can you hear it no i can't hear the white oh uh, damn all right i'm gonna hang up or- and call you back so you can hear hold on oh okay let me see if it works this time i don't know guys yeah. it's been happening for a little bit yeah we need to fix that uh i tried i thought i had it fixed you saw he said he heard some of it but i think when i hung up and called him back it reset whatever it was all right all right let's see if it works this time i don't know i'm feeling okay. kind of let start this shit over um all right um hit and play now no nope all right well i gotta let it play Yeah, we just uh, let it play for a second. You're not gonna hear nothing. Okay. All right, give us. All right. Okay.
all right it was uh sabotaged by bc boys okay all right uh let's go uh to the white people news emma watson mm-hmm. uh emma watson is a vision and uh, a beauty as she enjoys a glass of wine with her friend daniel brule after reuniting in berlin oh shit now. oh shit yeah i i mean dan danny brule's an acting ass dude man i fuck with that dude um he didn't even have no superpowers and um that new captain america movie Mm-mm. um but he stole the show uh anyway uh she was hanging out with him drinking a glass of wine um in berlin on friday um you know they've been they've had a friendship ever since they co-starred in the 2015 romantic thriller colonia did you see that one chris no i heard it wasn't that good i heard it bombed mm, all right but i think it's on netflix though I might you, you kind of need to see it for yourself I, I i assume i'm yeah i'm gonna check it out it's on it's on netflix um her girl daniel's girlfriend pregnant with their first child uh was also there the pair were seen to be celebrating the good news with a toast as they nursed glasses of white wine over the bar so her golden locks of course swept into a bun she showed off her natural beauty with minimal That's makeup swept. yes minimal makeup today oh so she went loud to makeup apparently and she kept her casual but chic look uh wearing a plain gray t-shirt and jeans <laughs> as she chatted with her german friend who rocked a black shirt and trousers oh went with the trousers okay hmm. thought it might be shorts weather out there uh colonia starred emma ah! as lena a young german woman who attempts to rescue her boyfriend daniel brule who was kidnapped by general pinochet's secret police in chile in the 1970s oh yeah we remember that that was a <laughs> very hard time very hard time uh, uh the movie was made in july and it made only 47 euro in ticket sales when it opened in just three uk cinemas jesus in defense of the movie has been huh i'm assuming that's low 47 euros oh just in total 47. not million not thousand oh, oh. 47 oh so somebody said here's 47 dollars that's uh, i mean somebody's dollars, spending but. money that's pocket change we all probably yes. got 47 euros on it's us. 52 dollars and 43 cents there you go Ken. wow in defense in of the US movie dollars. It had been largely distributed by being streamed online with only a select number of cinemas choosing to screen it. The movie, which was shot on location in Luxembourg, Germany, and Argentina, premiered at Toronto International Film Festival September 2015. Um, so we'll see what happens after this. You know, of course, she'll be bail in the classic Disney uh, Beauty and the Beast coming up. So that's... Got got a lot of action when they got... Yeah. So she's got a big, you know, big roll ahead of her she sure does uh let's see who else uh uh date night Mm mm-hmm date night y'all luke bryan and his wife carolyn boyer look stylish at the acm honors in nashville Mm -hmm. who are they uh king of country luke bryan and his wife carolyn boyer caroline boyer look right at home as they attended the american country music honors awards in nashville on tuesday well i don't feel alone if chris don't know who and who they are you know i don't know who the hell they are uh well the evening is one of the uh, one of country's music's most elite and star-studded events and recognizes special honorees and off-camera category winners from the 51st academy of country music awards 
so there you go he was dressed to the nines and she had on a nice white dress um, i like that dress yeah mm-hmm. yeah they like they had a great time he man. was a blazer well uh yeah she styled her short paradoxical blonde hair and subtle waves as she showed off her perfectly amp- applied makeup that description and she also flaunted her very big and impressive wedding ring along with her beautiful matching bracelet mm. so there you guys go um so she got bracelet to match her wedding ring yeah did, don't y'all feel more relaxed than when we was talking Bella's. about lena dunham hey. don't y'all feel more don't y'all feel a lot more relaxed than when we talked about lena dunham i do all of this uh blonde hair being swept up yeah this is yeah. like the uh swooshing around and shit this is like a, yeah. a, a nice <laughs> a nice sorbet at the end of a, a good meal uh daddy duty ben affleck stays home to look after the children as jennifer garner goes to the telluride festival uh film festival mm. mm-hmm. that's right a white man staying home with his kids is news that is no, news so. <laughs> what did he did, did he make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich too uh i don't know he's like he had a bag because they went shopping he's been away shooting the justice league in the united kingdom and now is his turn to stay at home and look after their three children while his estranged wife jennifer gardner goes to colorado for the world premiere of her drama wakefield at the telluride uh film festival brian um, cranston's in that there you go that so it's probably gonna be good yep on saturday the 44 year old was spotted out shopping for books with violet 10 seraphina 7 and four-year-old samuel near their home in the upscale lost neighborhood of brentwood Um, white fathers lives matter the hunky actor may have been stocking up for things to entertain his kids for labor day on monday the holiday that ends the summer in the u.s showing off his well-built chest and a tight purple t-shirt paired with washed out baggy jeans he toted two carrier bags in one hand while holding sam's hand with the other oh did he did he say that he also was trying to defeat the joker from you know trying to get to the kids he did not say any mention of the joker in this one valet gambled in front of him and throwing throwing her arms into the air while seraphina walked behind him all the children were wearing shorts and t-shirts oh shit now Mm-hmm. did they have open toe shoes uh no i don't see well of course violet had on open toe shoes she's no she's a eccentric girl but uh the rest of them had on just shoe shoes uh so yeah man he uh took care of his kids this week and uh white people were very concerned and it it made the news uh barbara is back barbara starts hands new album encore will debut at number one in the u.s after beating britney spears to the uk top spot i know she will Mm mm-hmm now, I do know who this white woman is. Okay. I had a coworker that went to go see her in D.C. Yeah, he went to, all the way from New York, went to D.C., got him a hotel room. They love and, her. Uh, yep, turned up. Well, she did it again, y'all. The 74-year-old latest album, Encore, Movie Partners, Sing Broadway, is set to hit. That's a long title name. Uh, it's set to hit number one on the Billboard 200 album charts in the U.S. this week. According to Showbiz 411, Barbara significantly beat Britney Spears' Glory and Florida Georgia Lines Dig Your Roots, and both of which are new releases. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to show you how the old ladies do it, number one. This is a ninth time at the top of the U.S. album charts. Mm, still doing it. Wow. So the 74. Hun- mm-hmm. So the 150,000 CDs and digital downloads in the first week. 
uh britney's record sold ninety one thousand, while florida georgia line took one hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars in sales so um you know robert Tyson was the original um white beyonce i'm trying to tell you before yeah. before hillary mm-hmm. she she beat uh so she beat frank ocean too huh mm. was this his first week i won't say this is like his second, second week, week but yeah i guess she did i mean she number yeah. one yeah so no, yeah. i saw every everybody was waiting for frank ocean and they, they ain't nobody talking about it no more bruh don't i'm not doing this nope nope I, oh, okay. frank, oh, frank okay. ocean is a third rail of blackness and i don't i don't want to argue about it uh i don't really listen oh. to this music like that but uh, the people that do it's almost like talking about j cole like i don't feel like having no discussion about it so y'all got it oh damn i didn't even know it was like yeah that, you know? yo, it's serious out here in these streets man because it's people that hate on them and he gets unfair hate then it's people that love him and I, every, I i've seen it all up and down the timeline yeah that shit more, more than donald glover uh i don't know if he's as um what you call it uh divisive as donald glover love but it's up there okay. it's close damn yeah wow. yeah it's bad man i don't say shit i'll be seeing yeah. bo and them trade into that shit i'll be like man y'all got it yeah because honey every, every, <laughs> every time and it's been hilarious i'm not even gonna lie i, I don't care if you're fit or not but it's been hilarious when they be like it's gonna come out then everybody get excited but it ain't out then i watch them get bad and sad nah i don't say shit y'all got it y'all got it yeah. um all right let's get into some uh guess the race guys all right let me play the song that apparently chris can't hear yeah we need to figure out how to do that and no we got didn't mean to say that karen you know i'm on top of the sponsor stuff you know i'm on top of it have i ever missed it exactly now that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now you missed that but dumb dumb but you worry about the sponsors yes, that's I right did. it is time for guess the race the game that we all love to play where we go around we get articles uh, about different things and we ask our contestants today chris lambert from the mundane festival to guess the race and the chat room plays along and the chat room is racist all right um and today's guess the race is double sponsored okay it's brought to you by bevel that's right bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse and curly hair and sensitive skin uh step up your shave game say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com use code tbgwt and you can get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com i use it i actually shaved this morning with bevel um feeling good i always you know like i, I always wait till i get like a little bit like past a five o'clock shadow before i shave but um you know i always after i shave i always be like man i feel so good man it's like a really refreshing uh feeling and also um in in addition to just feeling good it smells good like it comes Mm -hmm. the kit comes with shaving brush blades priming oil shaving cream and a cool restoring bomb and you guys know i've had my kit since last year and they send you like every two or three months they send you like a little like re-up of stuff um and it's about time for me i think i've had it over a year and i just now need to get a new brush 
so like i'm gonna get a new shaving brush uh, mailed to me soon and to do that all you have to do is go to either getbevel.com or you can just call them they have a 1-800 number and you just order your shaving brush man it's that simple uh because they have great customer service so yeah getbevel.com code tbg wt get 20 percent off your first month and lastly it is brought to you by loot crate that's right it's loot crate a monthly mystery crate filled with exclusive items for the biggest and best pop culture franchises. Go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt and enter code tbgwt and you get $3 off your new subscription. Uh, you need to sign up by the 19th in order to get this month's theme, which is speed. That's right. Get September's high octane speed theme. This, uh, this month's loot crate has a high octane assortment of good goodies from batman the cw's the flash and arrow Battlestar galactica iron man and gone in 60 seconds if you have a style uh need you can also go with the speed loot wear collection that's right get you some sonic socks oh i do love they socks y'all i rocks the socks i had some mega man socks i was rocking the other day with a mega man shirt i was completely mega manned out um but all, all you got to do is go to lootcrate.com slash tbgwt sign up for which box you want put in the code tbgwt get three dollars off you're welcome all right let's get into this racism mm. facebook helped cops catch a criminal in florida okay he was a florida f- fugitive okay and um he made his profile picture his wanted picture ah <laughs> black <laughs> Karen, karen's already going with black okay uh fugitive in florida has been arrested after changing his facebook profile picture to a wanted poster with his mug shot on it family members warned mac yearwood 42 of Stewart, florida that officers use facebook to find fugitives but he didn't heed the <laughs> advice or take the photo down i wish he would take it down i wish he would take it down the cops use facebook now one family member wrote on the picture on tuesday the officers found and arrested him in palm beach county stewart police told took a battery complaint and began investigating him as a suspect while investigating detectives found his facebook page and the citrus county wanted poster he was using as his facebook picture uh yearwood posted the photo in march of this year but the warrant was shared shared online in october of last year um yearwood was already wanted for violating the terms of his probation in a battery case the 42-year-old was arrested from the warrants uh, f- for the warrants from the Citrus County and our and a marijuana possession charge. The new battery complaint is being investigated. Guess the race of Mr. Mac Yearwood. Uh, Chris. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with black. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, going to use the mugshot for the cover of his mixtape, black, black as fuck white white man bravado facebook took down his black lives matter group though (laughs) so black he ignored lena dunham's mother too what (laughs) Uh, all right the correct (laughs) the correct answer is he is a white man whoa yeah Mm -hmm. boo and karen uh you missed it but a lot of people in the chat room did got it right and chris since you're not in the chat you can't see his picture but he's like 
uh get her done white you know? yeah he's like he, he he's like uh pro fishing channel white yeah larry the cable guy bass pro shops white yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't see yeah. i don't think i can send you the picture through skype if you want to see it let me yeah, see if i can, can okay copy the image location and put it in skype for you because you this dude's super white that's like, such a black ass <laughs> yeah he is yeah kind of looks like tom hanks a little bit yeah yeah he's gonna be playing sully um yeah. all right let's you know, uh, oh go ahead i was gonna say the funniest thing anybody ever said about that movie uh lafayette wright comedian out of dc he said every time a white man does something amazing tom hanks starts doing vocal warm-ups <laughs> oh that's a good one yeah i was like uh when i saw that trailer i said no niggas better see this because uh i'm not watching it and it said see it in imax and i was like i'm not spending imax money for a flight that was literally four minutes and 32 seconds like yeah nigga what's 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 the see in imax it's a look it's a geese it is uh it's a goose and it's flying into the fucking wing like oh no um my nigga yeah exactly exactly sneaking in the movies yep uh i believe that he could do that uh (laughs) Uh, see, because of the polarities and <laughs> white y'all, flight, y'all do y'all remember that from Hollywood Shuffle? The niggas sneaking in the movies, where they hit that. See, he could do that. He could really do that because the polarities. He's oh, like, that's one of my favorite movies. Nigga, you dropped out of high school. <laughs> Why you got to bring that up? Anyway, everybody go watch Hollywood Shuffle. It's a great movie. It really is. Uh, all right, let's do another one. We'll just go to the bonus round. I'm not even gonna play the music. Um let's see how about uh army medic is accused of having his lover kill his wife and he is now sentenced to two years after a murder investigation revealed child porn and evidence that he was a male prostitute oh there's a lot going on in this story mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of play here guys um uh, apparently an army medic charged in his wife's death will spend over two years in prison after being court-martialed for possessing child pornography and soliciting payment for sex michael walker pleaded guilty saturday to solicitation and not guilty to possession of child pornography uh military judge ordered walker's rank reduced from sergeant to private and sentenced to 36 uh sentenced the 36 year old to a dishonorable discharge it's probably not the first time he received a discharge if he's uh been doing this uh walker said in court that he placed advertisements in september 2014 and was paid for sex multiple times my purpose was to find people to have sex with and at the same time to give me money he said (laughs) y'all not paying enough i like how he he broke down prostitution to the most basic level like he also could have played that mariah lynn you know once upon a time not long ago i I was a hoe and i admit the shit i rick for nigga for his benefits more money i want more money i, I want press, your I money just press play in there uh Dar- the defense attorney argued pornographic images and videos of children found on his computer were dumped there in a massive file transfer they say prosecutors did not prove that he was the person who ex- who accessed the files uh you ain't gonna win that one <laughs> i didn't click on them how they get on your computer i mean you can't prove that it wasn't that it was me an attorney pushed for leniency saying he is seeking sex addiction treatment stephen walker said over the phone from utah that the family wants to help his son and wants to see him recover from this 
uh walker has been in federal custody since he was arrested in november in the case of his wife's stabbing death her body was found in november 2014 at the alia manu uh military reservation home where she lived with her husband prosecutors say walker and his lover elise uh El- elsa jackson planned to kill the 38 year old Catherine walker jackson pleaded guilty to murder in december and said in court that she stabbed Catherine. walker was indicted in november on charges of aiding and abetting and conspiring to commit first degree murder he faces a january trial in civilian court so there's a lot going on guess the race of walker white white all right all right uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe um his race is um sex addiction white affluenza sufferer white even though he's white he still doesn't want lena dunham walker (laughs) walker texas danger (laughs) so offended kaepernick sat down he can't even enjoy his kitty porn anymore white oh uh what is this a mayo con oh a mayo con (laughs) that's actually really good (laughs) mayo uh as white as uh. <laughs> as white as chris's preferred white girl oh, oh shit. leslie took it down so talk about you do be fernal um as white as chris's favorite starlets uh y'all are correct he she was a white uh woman uh he was a I, white dude i say black women are trophies and then mm-hmm. yeah trophy wives you like to keep them in cases just in case something happened nah uh let me let me boo let me first of all let me let me uh give y'all y'all applause i think everybody uh guessed white on that one right just like to give you a hard time for bonus rank for oh he know yeah they always yeah i've been doing this for years at this point uh yeah and for the uh bonus though guess the race of his lover elsa williams elsa jackson i mean damn that could go either way latino elsa jackson latina that's what karen's saying okay what about you chris i shit she 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 might be low-key right but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fuck it's happening in utah it's gotta be white you going white all right the correct answer is black it was a sister yep it was a sister that he had kill his wife man oh he was a freak dog he was out here doing he was out here hoeing then he had a sister kill his wife like that's some murderous shit like he had two women all kinds of men lovers to get money like this dude didn't give a fuck yeah because i just heard that elsa I was, okay a uh it was you could have asked for the spelling that's what i would have done ah but you know you you really not good at this so. i told you i'm terrible at this game i'm very bad at this game uh, <laughs> you should have asked for some more I, there's nothing stopping you from getting more information i give you everything but the race oh somebody said what was the spelling a-i-l-s-a what uh, mm-hmm. exactly anytime you got that what at the spelling come on come on buddy Damn. y'all know what it is uh, all right let me do the last thing the sword ratchetness um and get this uh source uh sound effect uh here we go i'm really being helen kellard out of this episode i'm so sorry man i really i wish i knew what it was 
thought i had it fixed i have no idea how you heard tiger but you didn't hear this Did i have you no idea play tiger through the internet no i played it through uh through um title and chris could hear it but then when i played beastie boys through title he couldn't so i don't know it might be me it might be mine on my side it's showing that it's playing by the way like the microphone yeah. is showing that the sound is coming through so might just be some skype bullshit uh you know they be hating uh all right so sore ratchet this time a man gets prison time for brandishing a sword using dog as police shield a 40 year old man who drunkenly attacked his son with a sword and then tried to use his dog as a shield against police is headed to prison Mm-hmm. jeffrey m Guidzdala, uh holla on monday <laughs> august 29th appeared before bay county court uh judge joseph k sharon now they're not saying that that judge is bay is the bay area b-a-y okay okay <laughs> Yeah. Like, they must really like him it's not like my girl bay linda brown uh but yeah he's uh sentencing having pleaded no contest to a four-year felony charge of assault with a dangerous weapon in july since the incident guizdala has been uh participating in the alcoholics anonymous and had clean alcohol tests and been receiving psychological treatment said his attorney um uh and he added that his domestic uh situation has been improving everything is looking better he said i think if i keep doing what i'm doing here and keeping the positive motivation i can put this in the past i know it's not forgotten but i could put it in the past and move forward uh his uh, his lawyer said uh, asked the judge to give her client probation but sheeran said he didn't think Wizdala was a good candidate for such a sentence sheeran said Wizdala has a significant juvenile and adult criminal record and that his pattern seems to indicate he'll be uh law about a law law for a while before regressing into criminality the judge ended up sentencing him to 20 months to four years in prison with credit for the 52 days already served uh court records show that the police responded to a home um may 23rd for a domestic violence complaint an 18 year old woman was called had called 911 reporting her father was brandishing a sword at her 20 year old brother um man so them kids ain't got no they daddy in jail now mm-hmm. but it sounded like it's probably for the best if he was repetitively doing criminal shit and he had a sword at least they took it serious and then just let him go with a slap on the wrist uh and we'll see how many months he gets but yep apparently um when the officers arrived they were met on the porch by the daughter and his wife and they told police that he was inside on the couch with his protective and potentially vicious dog which had been rescued from a dog fighting operation damn uh that dog went from bad to worse that's a bad life right there right when police shouted inside and asked him to give the dog to a family member he refused and told officers they could talk with him through the door his son told police he was at a friend's house when Dollar's wife called him and because Dollar was screaming at her he came home and his apparently inebriated father got in his face i was telling him he was acting like a child the son told police then he reaches up and grabs the sword and says i need to back the fuck up he took the sword up out of the sheath and started waving it around at me uh Gwizdala put the sword away when he noticed that his eight-year-old son was behind him the 20-year-old son retrieved the sword uh measuring just more than two feet long 
police asked the son to retrieve the dog but his father kept refusing to turn it over i came into the living room and try also also tried to get the dog away wrote one officer in the report containing the court files jeffrey put the dog between him as he was using the dog as a shield or a weapon he moved to the side and jeffrey turned the dog towards me as a dog growled damn i wonder what that is like is that a charge using a dog as a weapon it seemed like it should be because you can have somebody mauled to death by a dog and you can't be like oh i didn't know if you were sitting up there like sick him boy uh at any rate uh good i'm glad you're going to jail uh chris man tell everybody where to find you dog and where where they can see you i am you can find me at chris lambert.com big show this week in baltimore at the 13 and a half percent wine bar fun show doing an hour working up to uh dropping an album hopefully by the end of next year uh monday festival podcast on itunes stitcher and podbean it's a chat show sometimes i ramble by myself it, it's fun it's some some of your listeners might be into it and uh i'm on instagram just chris lambert on instagram so you can follow my my journey as uh, a a fledgling artist you gonna go out and get you some fried chicken today man well, I had I had Hooters wings the other day, okay. and I don't know. I'm tempted to. Yeah, I'm tempted to. I want. I I don't. This is one of those days where you really don't want to go anywhere. So I was thinking maybe pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let me just tell you something, Chris. Tell me, man. If she don't want you at your fried chicken, then she don't deserve you at your vegan cookies. Okay. That's true. I mean, I was trying to, you know. <laughs> I was trying to not be selfish, and mm-hmm. she was she was like she was like because uh, I bought the ticket. She was like, okay, I'll buy you dinner and I'll buy you snack or whatever. And she's like, just try it, try the cooking. I was like, oh, that's all right. Mm-hmm. And then like when I stopped seeing her, I went to that same movie theater, and like a month later, and I I, I thought I was thinking about her. How can we not do that in reverse? By the way. Like vegans can be like, oh, try this vegan cake. No, try this vegan cupcake. Okay. But we can't be like, take a bite of this fried chicken. Just you know. Yeah. Why don't you take a bite of this chicken? Yeah. Girl? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll take a bite of your cake. You take a bite of this chicken leg, and uh, we call it even. Then they be like, nah, you violate my my principles and shit. It's like nigga, my principles to eat this fried chicken though. What about them principles? What's funny about that was like, so the date the date that we that is really funny. Uh. Uh, what's funny about it like we so we went out on that date and then i wanted to take her to the odyssey concert but she couldn't go so i called up one of my homies from high school from just one of my friends and then him and his girl went and we all ate chicken we all had (laughs) it's all on my my instagram like if you scroll back to like june like june of this year like we had like a we had like a bunch of chicken we had macaroni and cheese collard greens that shit was uh, dope Yams. as hell. Was you eating it with Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> with his fro blown out? <laughs> nah, we all had on dashikis, and we went to go see a black rap concert. So that, yeah. shit was, that shit was lit. So the, re- was, the restaurant was playing, am I black enough for you? Well, <laughs> yeah. well, shit, Odyssey was doing his sound check, so he was rocking. Oh, and, shit. And so that shit was dope, man oh man we didn't even get to talk about black quarterbacks man yeah, next time we'll we do it but before we cam go, newton cam newton innocent he yeah he's not y'all, guilty y'all y'all, y'all we, dragged him through the fire so now now he's got to be corporate he's like we all everybody we all the same and he trying to win a super bowl 
And he just not the most articulate brother. I can identify with that. I'm not the most articulate at times. But he 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 he's still there for the kids. He had that Nickelodeon show helping these young kids follow their dreams. So I still love that dude. And I, I'm still rooting for the Panthers. And get well soon, Teddy Bridgewater. And we got a good three black quarterback uh uh thing in, in Buffalo. So, you know, we you know, we out we out there. Look, man, all I'm saying is we need to wait for all the facts to come out on this Cam Newton stuff. Um That's- you know, because I'm sure he wouldn't mean it like that. Um, not my quarterback. Nope. My quarterback. Man, and yeah. I'm, about RG, I'm worried about RG3 people posting stuff like he got his new girl and somebody retweeted his little Instagram post and they was like, the Browns going to go 2-14. and 14. Damn. And uh, I just hope that uh, – because that, that team is all black everything, man. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I call them the Cleveland niggas. Cause oh lord the cleveland oh, the cleveland blacks i call them the cleveland blacks because everything over there is black man the quarterback the the all the position coaches and shit it's a black ass team i mean yeah. they got it they got a crackhead for a wide receiver i mean this shit is oh. black as fuck <laughs> it's not a crack weed it's oh i'm weed. sorry what i say crack i mean come weed. on Rod. see that's that's your yeah. that's your you're you're being racist rod come on come, I, I see him doing that shuffle that 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 gator shuffle because i'm a c- 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 crackhead um oh, and then uh the other thing was uh i, I feel kind of bad for cam because uh not the the first interview with gq it felt like he ain't trust that dude yeah like, yeah like i'm just here to sell big ass hats and cat capris and now you mm-hmm. talking about race ah! and then my high water pants and then the second one it's fucked up because all of us believe what he said you know what i'm saying that's what's fucked up it's like we that's how fucked up the world is you you can't say shit like that because we all like nope we can't all just get along and you better say what the you better say the truth like you can't say man yo we are really caught up on skin color and it shouldn't affect our lives this way and people need to stop you know like it's wild that the world is so obsessed over one eighth of an inch uh being our skin and we're yep. all the same color underneath that and we all agree but it's like nigga this ain't fourth first grade <laughs> like they was calling you a nigga they called you yeah. a nigga like that's how we feel so now he's gonna be hanging out with those country music stars we didn't know who they were yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's like him I and do. blake lively on the red carpet yeah. wearing that big ass hat in them crease there he goes of course oh um, i can't throw a touchdown soon enough so i can forget about this ain't that true but before we go yeah the season needs to start mm-hmm. yeah i'm ready can what are you gonna say oh yeah before we go i dare not let us end the show without saying happy birthday to the queen beyonce of the of them yes all. Today is her birthday. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Beyonce. Yes. Uh, the daughter of them all. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Beyonce, which is the Beyonce of everybody. Okay? Like, Hillary Clinton yeah. might be the Beyonce of white women, but Beyonce is the Beyonce of everybody. So, mm-hmm. all right. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. We had three guys on 5.30 p.m. on Labor Day. So, y'all ain't got nothing else to do. You get your hot dogs and you come hang out with us mm-hmm. and listen to Randolph, Tim, and andy and uh us so we'll talk to y'all then until then i love you i love you too